we're live. No, no, we're not live yet. That was bad. Okay, ready? It's got to be worse. Keep this in. <laughs> All right. Do you think where the name is at? Do you think where the name is at? The name's on the front again. It's on the front. And the name is right on the front. The name is right on the front. The name's right on the front. Where is it? The name's on the front. Is that homecoming? It yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> Not bad. I mean, I was, good. I was trying to get a little creative with it. That was it, pretty good. Cool. Um, Thanks, Kanye. If you're watching this <laughs> on YouTube, smash subscribe. Yeah. We also have a Clips channel. It's linked to the main channel. If you don't like our 9- and 30-minute podcast, you can watch 7-minute <sighs> clips. Hit subscribe on that. At Name on Front Pod, Twitter and Instagram. Give us a follow on there. Oof. And make fun of us in the comments. We, we, we're asking for it. No this one's guy's got come. purple hair. Like, come on. Man, it is hot shirts. under these lights. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Do we need I'm the, sweaty. Is the AC on? It's on. Oh, all right, well, let's uh, let's get into it, boys. We got a lot to talk about, a lot of things going on. Whoa, it signed me out. Uh, pretty crazy day yesterday. Yeah. In the uh, in the yeah. sports world. And rightfully so. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, where do you want to start? Let's with talk that? about it. Yeah, you know what? I was so yeah. I was it was I was sitting there in bed around four thirty, and I was like PM. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, no, I, I, I hang out in my room. Like, I that's where I sit on my back. I wasn't just <laughs> right. waking up, folks. Yeah. All right. I, I have a life. It's not a good one, but I have a good, I have a life. Um, so I was sitting on my bed around 430. I'm ready to throw on Bucks Mavs and I get to the game magic. and it's magic. Yeah. Magic. Sorry. Okay. I, I'm, I got Luke on the brain. <laughs> yeah, um, does it. yeah. But anyways, yeah. So I'm ready to watch uh, the Bucks magic game and I just read the, on the ticker Bucks players potentially sitting out for this game. And then it all just kind of snowballed and then the magic were sitting out and then it was official Bucks magic game. It wasn't happening. And then a few, a couple hours later, the Houston game with OKC got canceled, which we kind of thought so because Chris Paul is the head of the Players yeah. Association. It would look pretty bad if he didn't opt out as well. Not opt out, just uh, not join. Yeah, join yeah. the uh, the boycott as they're calling it, even though it's pretty much a strike. Yeah, it's at not this really point, a boycott. Yeah, uh, it kind of felt similar to the same kind of vibes, like different reasons, obviously, but the same kind of vibes as when uh, they found out that Rudy had. Mm-hmm. COVID, like just things started like snowballing, yeah, like very quickly, and like nobody like really that. knew what was happening. I Mark, guess like yeah. Mark Cuban's getting like yeah. notifications on the sideline of his games yeah. and freaking yeah. out. That was a good. That was a good picture. I like that. The, the yeah, I think that was that was March 11th when that happened. Mm-hmm. It's, those are two very like where were you moments. They kind of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, for sure. Yeah, like two moments you'll kind of always remember where you were when those happened. So we we just got. Um, we before we started this, we just got some news. I don't know if you want to break it, Aaron. This is the news desk. The NBA, according to Adrian Wojnarowski, is continuing. <laughs> wow! <laughs> After a day of boycotts, which today we are filming on Thursday, which means the Raptors and the Celtics game was scheduled for today, not but it will still not be happening. He says, "This is Adrian Wojnarowski talking." He says. 
that it will be continuing probably on the weekend, but that's speculation. We're not really too sure when, but for anybody out there worried, the NBA will be continuing. But more importantly, the fight for justice will also be continuing. Uh, just behind the scenes. Uh, something so, Mike, obviously... run, us through, run us through this meeting because you've been following it pretty closely. Run us through what was happening at this meeting well, so they... that happened between the NBA teams. My understanding is, like, all the players, I think, had a meeting. Like, all teams. It I think was... everybody in the bubble was invited Even, to like, it, the think. refs, the coaches. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, the refs showed up later. Um, and... Like, after they postponed all the games, it was later at night, like, like 9, 10 p.m.-ish, I think. It was mm-hmm. And uh, from what's been reported, the Clippers and the Lakers – both voted. They, they Every team voted whether or not they wanted to continue playing. They voted no. And then a debate sparked, and apparently LeBron just, like, walked out. Mm-hmm. Like, he said no and just left the meeting. Um, and then the Clippers were in agreement. Apparently their, like, leader in the meeting was Patrick Beverly. The Lakers was, was LeBron. Uh, other things happened. Apparently Kyle Korver, like, issued an apology to the league because people were a little upset about the Bucks not telling yeah. everyone before. I kind of... That, to is, me, made it a little bit more effective, though. Like, the fact that yeah, nobody else knew. it was knew. more of a like surprise. The, yeah. I, the only... I could kind of see the magic kind of being, like, you kind of made us look... Yeah. ...silly, but, I mean, it's... I'm, I'm on the... I'm on the side... You gotta get over that, I Yeah, think. I'm yeah. on the side no, of, like, anybody that's gonna be, like, looking down on the magic for this, like, you're missing the big picture. Yeah. Here. Like, it, yeah. it has nothing to do with that. The magic, obviously, they complied when they found out about it. And so I, it's not, it's just like, you can't do what you don't know what's going and on. And I think and it's, it's a lot more, of, it's, like, you're yeah. right. I think it's a lot more effective, like something like that, when you just, you don't, like if you let people know before it's like premeditated, when you just do it and people are like, holy shit, like they're just not coming out of the locker room. Also, yeah. this happened it's in a, Milwaukee. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they had a lot of other things on their mind. I think you were saying they had the uh, attorney general of the state of Wisconsin they, on the line. They ended up, they talked to them. Yeah, yeah. So, yep. they were, yeah. so they were dealing with other things. Yeah, if they didn't have a chance to get the message over to Orlando, Sure, you can judge them for that, but I really, I don't. I, no. I think it's like they had a lot of other things going on, bigger things than, like, being messenger boy and letting everybody know. They well, found th- out eventually, and that's all that matters. Yeah. Everybody's on the same page. That's what matters. So after LeBron left, apparently, like, it was just mass confusion. Mm-hmm. Everyone was kind of wondering. Then a Udonis Haslam. Where's the, the king? This is all <laughs> what's been reported. Apparently, the Udonis Haslam spoke up after and said, if the Clippers and Lakers aren't playing, like, we're, the season's over. Yeah. Like, yeah. no one else is playing. Which, I, like, you can't. I don't think you can have a legitimate season. Well, if they, they, like, you want to talk about, like, asterisks? Yeah. Like, oh. Two of the top, like, two te- Like, you're canceling the season at mm-hmm. that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're any other team, you're like, this is not worth it anymore. Like, yeah. Um, but then today we get the news that you just broke. So... I'm assuming back in the background, something happened. The owners maybe came up with some action plan, or maybe it was just a decision by like LeBron to be like, we're not, we're not messing around here. I think so. I saw it. Sorry, Brandon. Yes. Like, I think, um, the, I, like, I think something's probably going to come out that the owners, uh, they're going to make, I don't know exactly what they're going to do, but I think they probably did something. But I also think it just like things were running. Tensions were so high yesterday that I think people just, kind of you, you calm down a little bit they had time to like step back and think about things maybe a little bit more because i think if you're in the moment like that things were clearly very heated in that meeting yeah um and i think maybe they had a chance to think about how impactful it is to actually still have this platform and it's like because the only reason you have the ability to boycott or strike like this is because you have that platform and you can send that message out that way so i think just having the ability to do that still Holds a lot of value. Well, I think, still... And I think there was a lot of guys who kind of were 
Because I know when like the when the George Floyd thing happened, like there was a lot of guys, but like Jalen Brown was like he was like very involved, like he was protesting every day. And yeah. then when the, this uh, next thing happened, like he tweeted that day, and he's like, "I wish I was not in this bubble." And I could be out there protesting. Yeah, so I think there was a lot of guys who were, were apparently like that. the Raptors and the Celtics kind of like started started this. the snowball yeah. effect. Well, well, Fred and Norm both talked yeah. about leaving. Like they were like, yeah. we might just leave. I think, and Jalen Brown actually said, I saw a quote from him. I can't remember if it was last night or today, but essentially what he said is, if he he stood up in that meeting and said to the guys who are thinking about leaving, are you like? Are you leaving because you don't want to be here because you're bored? Yeah, he's like, don't just or leave. If you, you leave, don't want to make here. sure you go and do something after. Like, do not just leave here because you're yeah. sick of being isolated in a bubble. Right. Okay, I was looking for uh, I was looking for who said this. So this is uh, Ryan Clark. This is his take on the entire situation. I thought it was an interesting take. It might have an effect on why the playoffs are still going, but essentially what he said is that. The platform that these players have is only really effective while what they're doing to have that platform is going on. So during the NBA playoffs, if Doc Rivers after a game while everybody's watching uh, the playoffs come in and uh, see the press conference and he's spitting truth about the situation, spitting like uh, talking, talking, speaking his mind about the situation it might have more gravity than if Doc Rivers showed up to a protest and right. spoke from the protest. I'm not saying that he's right. I just thought it was an interesting take. Well, I think there's definitely something to that. Yeah, like think, more people are going to yeah. be watching the NBA playoffs than are going to be watching a protest, whether that's right or wrong. And I think yeah. you're going to have more people who are maybe, I don't want to say, like more, you're going to get more people to join your cause, I think, if you're doing it. In the, you're going to reach more people who you want a to reach. A protest is easier to turn a blind eye to yes. than a basketball thank game you. that you were, would be watching anyway. Well, That's what I was trying uh, to say. Yeah, yeah protest, like you're preaching to the choir. Yeah, kind of, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, anyone who's against what you're doing isn't going to be watching the protest. Mm-hmm. You're going to have people who disagree with you watching sports. Yep. Sports, like, like there's, there's no real political wall when it comes to sports, right? Like, mm-hmm. it crosses the spectrum. So you're going to reach more people who may disagree with you. Um, yeah. And then you also have influential people like Pop who've been saying this the entire time, right? He needs to maintain his platform. I couldn't see – I mean, I could see him I could see him going out to a protest, but exactly the same thing. I couldn't see it having as much of an effect or, like, even be in the news as much as it would be if he's talking to a sideline reporter after the game and ignoring – I mean, he's not in the bubble anymore. No, but he... Obviously, but he... I was using him as an example because yeah. he's been, like, vocal. Well, very doing, vocal. Yeah, and he's been doing it for a while. Yeah, so... Anyways, I just thought I'd bring up that take by uh, Ryan Clark on... It was actually on First Take. Just shout out to First Take. Sorry if I'm stealing your thunder. Um, we just so mad. We just have a bigger audience. <laughs> yeah, they're going to be pissed. But, no, yeah, so I just thought that was an interesting take, and uh, it, was, it, it was something I hadn't really thought of because immediately when the protests happened i was like right on yeah like that video was insane that yeah, i oh. saw oh yeah um and like there's so many situations that don't get caught on video obviously that um we won't we we wouldn't be able to protest against but now that it's in front of our faces and everybody's kind of seen it it's kind of similar to the george it's almost different than the george floyd though like the george floyd situation was like this one was just like pure like whoa what the fuck where yeah. the george floyd situation you were watching a man literally like pass away 
over eight minutes. Well, yeah. they, they, and it was just like, so like it hits you on both sides. Cause it's like, it doesn't just happen one way. Mm-hmm. The, these things are, it's systemic and like, it needs to be stopped like ASAP. The thing that's kind of crazy too, is I found like, I feel like I'm like almost desensitized to these. Yeah. Like I watch that and then I'm like, oh yeah, like that's pretty crazy. But then like later I'm thinking about it, I'm like, that's like, fuck, yeah. you just saw a guy get shot in the mm. back seven times. Well, and and that's- like one of the bi- one of the main arguments from people that were saying like, oh, um, what was his name, Officer Shavin or something? I don't know. Oh no, yeah, the no, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. that's police protocol. The knee on the neck is like to subdue them, right? That's what some people yeah. were actually saying, which it is, which is insane. Yeah, but like this just goes to show it doesn't just happen that way. Oh yeah. Like this is this is like this is something systemic. This is something that happens and there's obviously a common denominator which is their skin color. Um and the kids being in the car makes it like yeah, that's that takes that's, it to another level. Yeah. So I'm and glad then, that something's being done. Um the, the fan in me is also glad that NBA's back, but it's also I'm glad that NBA that the NBA is going to be playing for something now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they, they have a message that they're going to be pushing the entire time, and it's a message that's completely valid. And I really respect the players for kind of forcing the owner's hands, forcing the network's hands to talking about this. And I, I think it's really important. And I say a lot about LeBron, but he is the leader of this league. Mm-hmm. And him having such a hard stance on this is very important. And you've seen – It's like, very important. The league has grown a lot, I think, since he came into the league yeah. on stuff like this. And I think a lot of that comes back to him. Yeah. Like, just the, how outspoken mm-hmm. he's been about... I hate him on the court. I love him off the court. <laughs> yeah. Let's well, just say that. Because he always... I only hate him because he beats the Raptors yeah. all the time. He's LeBronto. Like, that's the, only, <laughs> that's the only reason. But I'm glad that he's been able to have this platform and speak his mind because he's a powerful voice with a lot of influence. And him yeah. saying this is very important. Mm-hmm. So... I do think that, that, like, the NBA, too, like, the league has maybe gotten a little too much credit about, like, like, it's the play, the league is meeting the players' yeah. demands. Like, mm-hmm. even the stuff with, like, oh, we're going to let you put, like, the message on your shirt, but it's got to be one of these, tw- it's like, you can, per- you can say what you want on our terms. So, I think the players were, well, like, it was well, just very just- corporate of them. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's like the HR department like the play- has run through the appropriate things to say on the back. I think of your it's shirt, important that that's the, what you need to say. The players get the credit here, not the league. Mm-hmm. The league is For doing sure. it because the players are demanding the league is it. the league is reactionary to the players' feelings and not the other way around. Exa- like, yeah, like not the way it should be. I guess I don't know. Um, so, baseball, uh, the Brewers. Are we moving on? Well, we're just gonna we, go through all the like the boycott stuff. Oh yeah. yeah okay. So okay. The, the, the the Brewers uh, again, Milwaukee team. This happened in Wisconsin, so they said we're not gonna play either. Uh, there was a few early the MLB M- games yesterday, but yeah. then all the late games got postponed. The Jays played. Apparently, the Jays are t- – uh, I just saw a quote from Charlie Montoya. They played a day. He said that we're going to discuss whether or not we play. Um, so, MLB, they, I think the early games, they kind of were still processing what was going on. Then they canceled the later ones. NHL catching a lot of flack. Well, the NFL also, a lot of training camps were, like, put on hold for the day. I saw the Lions – Definitely, the they Cardinals did today. The Cardinals too. boycotted yeah. today, so the there's moves being made on all fronts from well, all four MLS, WNBA, both canceled their games. Uh, did you the see WTA that? WTA did too. The tennis. I forget the which tennis. team it was, but did you see like they spelt out like Jacob Blake on the front of their shirts, and then they turned around and there were seven set, yeah. holes in each one of their backs. Yeah. Who, which no, I forget WNBA. which WNBA it, team. Was, oh, WNBA. Yeah. I forget which WNBA t- team um, did it, but I just off the top of my head, like some of the things that teams are doing. 
to like send a message. A few things in uh, in baseball that stood out to me, which, um, so Jason Hayward opted out. He decided not yeah. to play, and the Cubs continued to play. Uh, the same thing happened with Matt Camp and the Rockies. That to me is crazy, mm-hmm. especially for a team or a league that has been so uh, kind of like unwritten rules. Like stand like standing behind your teammates kind of seems like that should be an unwritten rule. Definitely right. Like, and if you like, I don't know. It just that that was definitely really frustrating for me to see that. Um, it's just so it's so hard in the United States right now. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. With how divisive at all politics has become. Um, and it's really unfortunate that people allow their personal, even political beliefs. Yeah, like this shouldn't to, like, be a political issue. Yeah, it, they they that they allow their red tie or blue tie to cloud their vision on what like the idea of humanity is. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it, that's humanity. It should not be political. It should just be like ethical and moral. Yeah. Like it's just, it's it's insane to me that these things overlap because they shouldn't at all. Mm-hmm. It should just be like standard. Like okay. People are getting shot. Wait, stop. And it needs like, to stop. Yeah. Like, every, that's stop. every issue is like you pick a side. Like, yeah. It's, like, it's tribal. It's yeah, tribal yeah. bullshit. And it's like, oh, he's wearing a red tie, so I like what he said. Like, yeah. no, like you should just like, what did he say? Analyze it. Mm-hmm. Do you actually like it? Does it fit into your moral code? Does it fit into your ethical beliefs? Yes or no? It shouldn't be like, oh, well, yeah, but because it, it's all, it's always the what up. It's, um, it's the what about isms. It's like yeah. Trump says something like, "Yeah, but what about Biden? He put people in jail." Like, it's yeah. just, who gives a fuck about Biden? <laughs> who gives a fuck about Trump? Like, yeah. what's going on right now is bigger than that shit. And that's kind of the thing too. I know I've seen a couple of people say this because um, get out and vote has been a big thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of like people are like, "This isn't like if Joe Biden's the president, this isn't stopping." No, no, It'll, it, it might be yeah. better, but it's, it's not, not like, like this isn't going away in November. Yeah, it can't. It's not a quick fix. No, like, no. people are looking for this a quick is, fix, and it's not. This has yeah. been what yeah. two hundred years. This has been going yeah. on for so. So do you think the uh, like the the heat that the NHL was catching? Do you think that's deserved? Like did, I. I think they probably at, the, at least that late that late game they should have just postponed. Yeah, like, just postponed the game. But it, like in the moment, I was kind of like, "You're in a tough spot, mm-hmm. but just take a like, take a hint." I in the, in and the, don't do that that thing they did where they're like, "We're gonna have a moment of reflection." Oh, like the statement was crazy. Don't too, do like, something or yeah. don't. Yeah, thoughts and prayers. We don't need thoughts mm-hmm. and prayers. Yeah, this is a Facebook profile. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. like it's ridiculous. Like I think, but. If I was running the league, I would have been like, "You're not playing." I I would have been nice if some one of the players was like, "It just, it's just a bad look." Mm-hmm. It's just like you're like all this other stuff's going on, and like everyone in your league's like, "Well, I don't know. We don't really see what's going on over there." Like, and it would. I think it's nice when a league, if the NHL does it, I think it, it carries weight because it's like these are all white people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a right. lot of the baseball stuff kind of had that same weight right. behind it. Right. Yes, right. It's like, it's oh, reason. like these are all, it's like, a, you know, I don't know. I'm sure there was a few black guys on the teams that played yesterday, but it's still like 95% white. Like, yeah. yeah. There wouldn't have been it many. Would be like, oh, all these 95%. white guys are doing this? Like that, that carries weight. Yeah. Like, it would have been nice. And it's I just, mean, it just comes across, like it doesn't. Well, the NHL, the NHL is just notoriously, is they're notorious for like acting slow on this kind of thing. That's what, yeah, I don't know if you but, saw what Matt Dumba said yesterday. Yeah. So the NHL is always last to the party on things like this, which yeah. is a but perfect way to sum it like, up. But they weren't on the, on the, um, uh, the coronavirus boycott? No, no, the no. They, uh, they had that like, you can play thing with like supporting, like if we had, like if we had a gay player, yeah. they, oh, were, like, LGBT, ahead, yeah. they were ahead on that. Yeah. A lot of that, actually, them. a lot of that comes back to Brian Burke too. Cause he's been really, I guess he put, pu- yeah, he pushed that. He was very, um, 
forthright, I guess, yeah. in his beliefs for that. Like, I would say they were first in the party on that. Out of yeah. All the yeah, yeah I don't remember going I, back, but they they were, you're right. They were definitely very. They were not last. Let's no. just yeah. say that. They weren't last to that party. Mm-hmm. But you know what? The NHL needs to do more. They need to talk about how they can do more. Um, I mean, if the NBA is going to continue, sure, the NHL can continue their games. It was just a bad look optically last night. When yeah, they, they everyone can't. else was canceling and they were the only show on, on TV. Almost, I hate to be a cynic, but it almost looked like let's get our ratings that, up for the night. That's like what yeah. it's, that's the optics, yeah. right? Like, yeah, like it's, it's, it doesn't look good. Like it's almost like, oh, this is our chance. We're the only show in town. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I know, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just kind of seems like you got to, like, they definitely can't play tonight, like, I don't think, right? Like, well, the NBA oh, not playing. Yeah, I don't think the NHL can play tonight. I think they are, though. I, as far as I, I know, they are. Yeah, I haven't heard anything otherwise, but I don't think they should play tonight now because yeah. you kind of have, you have a chance where if you don't play tonight, you can at least play the, the we didn't have enough time card or we, it was a tough situation card. But if you like, if you played tonight, all that goes out the first window. First game's at seven. So we got a lot of time. Yeah. Um, well, because I don't know, but MLB, like, they haven't announced if they're not playing today. Yeah. I just, they've just said they've had discussions. We'll have to see what happens. Um, do we want to move NBA is in a, are the MLB is in a bit of a different situation to it. I don't know. The, the, like this is obvi- it's obviously bigger than this, but they need to fit a ton of games in to where to the and they're not all, they're not in a bubble, so yeah, it's not easy. Like when you're in a bubble, I feel like it's easy to you just, just like, push no the game, date back. Like, no games yeah. tonight, like because they've and it. they've yeah. already lost a ton of games due to <laughs> their right ridiculous Which handling of the really COVID stuff. And again, matter, this is obviously but... way bigger than that, but I there's definitely that definitely plays into it a little bit. Yeah. Whereas I think it's easier for the NHL and the NBA to just not play, and it. Um, yeah. So do we want to? Yeah. Move on to, uh, I mean, yeah, we're we're gonna keep it. We're gonna keep it in our minds. If anything comes up, I'm gonna be watching all the uh, He's prevalent wired to the news desk. Yeah, all yeah, I'm gonna be watching everything. If anything new comes up in terms of uh, the strike or the boycott, whatever you want to talk about, whatever you want to call it, I will be updating you throughout the hour. But we are we have a lot to talk about as well. well Moving on, there's a lot more. I mean, it, now that the playoffs are gonna keep going. We should maybe get into the Raptors and yeah, Celtics so series. Obviously, going into stuff that's way less important yep. on, on the scale feels kind of weird. Yeah, moving it's into not like a, actual yeah. games, but yeah. yeah, we're moving. We only do this once a week. We're we moving away it. from yeah. We're moving yeah. away from real life, uh, the real life stuff to into the uh, yeah into the 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 distraction land, which mm-hmm. is what kind of sports are. And so. yeah, just I think that's part of the power that comes with them not playing too. Yeah. It just takes away the distraction. You don't have the ability to just throw yourself in a mm-hmm. basketball game and ignore what's going on. Yeah. Um, so the game that was supposed to go tonight, it's probably going to, I'm assuming we'll start either Saturday or Sunday now. At least that's what the Woja tweet yeah. alluded to. Mm-hmm. Raptors, Celtics. Um, this scares be, me. Should be, it should be <laughs> yeah, a I'm really so good series. Yeah. Like, I'm so scared. Um, Lowry, we just still don't know. Hayward is done for the series. Mm-hmm. So that at least if Lowry can't play, it evens things out a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still would rather, like, that's not a good trade-off for the Raptors if they both can't play. No. But I saw Elvin Williams said there's a 95% chance Kyle Lowry plays. That was I don't speculation know where, from, from just, a person who knows but, him personally. Yeah, yeah, he's just saying, like, Lowry. Basically, he's like, Lowry's tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but if he's, like... Ankle is completely But he fucked. he talks to Kyle Lowry a lot. Like, Alvin, yeah. like, they're, like... I guess they're friends. I don't think he's saying that... And Willy I, nilly. I think Lowry would have to be like very yeah. hurt to not play. I think he'll play. A, like, I think it's pr- pretty certain he'll play at some point in this series. But 
how effective he'll be and when he when that ends up happening, who knows? But um, so the one thing the Hayward injury does though is like Boston is not deep at all. They're, no, they play like like Brad Wanamaker well, plays for well, them. They're and, like, say, like Marcus Smart's their one like real like guy who's kind of dangerous off the bench, mm-hmm. and he's now going to be starting. So, yeah, off the bench, you have, like, Wanamaker. Semi Ojale. The Time Lord, Robert Williams. Yeah. Do they have Carson Edwards in the bubble? <laughs> He's probably – yeah, he doesn't yeah. play, though. Do you know why Robert Williams is called the Time Lord? No. You, you, I th- I've heard – I think I've heard you tell me this Because he uh, – like, apparently after they drafted him, like, he missed his, like, introductory press conference, and then he missed a flight, like, early in the season. So they called him the Time Lord. <laughs> is Taco <laughs> Fall in the bubble right now? Yeah, I think he must so. be. Yeah, maybe he comes off the bench for a couple <laughs> minutes. He's not gonna play. <laughs> no, they got Ojale, time. They got Grant and Robert Williams. Yeah, and Rwanamaker. Yeah, like mm-hmm. not a very uh, like the Raps have Serge Ibaka coming off the bench. Yeah, Norm. So yeah, like we've got a a strength there. Um, if Lowry isn't playing though, like their starting five is, is much worse. Than ours. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I think. Okay, never mind. I said so much Bo- worse Boston's. in terms of in, in yeah. terms of like comparatively with Lowry when Lowry was in. And the big thing is these are two of the best defensive teams in the league, but only one of them is a top five. I think they're two top five defenses in the league, and one is a top five offense. And Boston. Boston's the top five offense. Boston, but is, our defense is ranked ahead of Boston. Yes, yeah. yeah. Boston is the only. I think Boston and the Clippers are the only teams in the league that are top five in both. And I think usually a team that's top five in both wins the title for whatever yeah. that's worth. So I was um, reading a, a preview on the athletic uh, Blake Murphy. And he was talking about how like the Raptors biggest strength on their offense is their transition. Like we've talked about it on here. Like they're not a very good half court offense. Mm-hmm. They want to get out and move. Uh, but Boston, like their lineup is basically just like these athletic wigs. Like you have like Tatum Brown smart, like Kemba Walker's not a wing, but he's still, he can get back quick. So the problem the Raptors had in the bubble game where they got uh, crushed by Boston is they were very good at like getting back and taking away the Raptors in transition. Mm-hmm. So the Raptors are going to have to find a way to like either you need to improve your half court offense. Nick Nurse is going to come up with some uh, wizardry there, or you got to find a way to get out and run and beat these guys back. Cause that's the advantage the Raptors have is their transition. If they get stuck playing a half court game, I think Boston has the advantage because uh, they're both good defensively. Yeah. Nick Nurse, coach of the year, too. I don't know if we talked about that. We haven't yet. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, Nick Nurse. The way they we did were, that was really cool. He said he didn't know until they told him on TNT. Really? That's really awesome. cool. Yeah. That they had, like, his high school, school coach. Co- yeah, yeah. Like, and no then, way. then Kyle and Fred brought him the, the award. That's like, sweet. on the air. So. The, uh, I was thinking about this, too. The, the e- other East matchup, which who one of you picked. Did you pick the Heat? Yeah. I think you could make a pretty good case that, like, the four best coaches in the NBA right now are the – are the four coaches in the the four teams left in the East, like Popovich? Pop, I mean, Steve Doc, Kerr, Doc, probably Doc. Yeah, I like X's and is an X's and O's though. Like Spolstra, Nurse, Nurse, and Brad Stevens are notorious. And then Budenholzer is too. Even though last year he kind of got roasted did in you, the playoffs for not adjusting. Did you see? But, uh, I can't. I think it was during one of the Nets games on the broadcast. Matt Devlin said Nick Nurse is everything people wanted Brad Stevens to be. <laughs> yeah, he was. I know. <laughs> Which was like he was unreal. Just, just an unreal thing to say. I love it. <laughs> Do you uh, think? Okay, the Raptors and the Celtics. They've never played in the playoffs. I think yeah. There's the only. Which is crazy. The only considering team they've both been like. In the playoffs the last yeah. five years. Mm-hmm. There's one team, I think, in the East the Raptors haven't played in the playoffs now, and it's Charlotte. That's the only team in the Eastern Conference they really? haven't played in the playoffs, yeah. Um, but there's a still always, like, 
we've never played them in the playoffs, but there seems like there's still like that the, that rivalry there. Yeah. Do you think that just carries over from Leafs Bruins? Our, our Part of, well, I the, hate I, I personally hate every Boston sports yeah. team. But that's what like, I mean. Do you think that's just a carry- as a Bills fan, as a Leafs fan, like as a Raptors fan, as a Jays fan? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, like, say, do you think it just carries over from that? Part? I think that's part just. Of it, I think it's sure. city versus city rivalry, and I. I hate to say it, but mm. I think we have the little brother syndrome on this one. <laughs> well, they. Yeah. They don't think about us. The last. The well, last few. Maybe, I think the the only yeah. sport where you can make that exception is maybe the Celtics. Yeah. The last. The other two. The last. Yeah. Part of it too. The last few years, it's always been who's like the Raptors have been kind of the premier team in the in the East over the last. Five or five or ten over, years. I think it was like five, the la- like, I think I saw it was well, like it was the last seven. Yeah, yeah, se- yeah, over the last seven years, we have the best collective record. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I and I think in the league, Boston's, not even just in yeah. the East, yeah. or at least okay, we'll say in the Atlantic Division, the Raps have been the top team in, well, yeah, in that we've division. Won it seven years in a row. Yeah. So there. and the Boston's always kind of been the next team to come. That like people are waiting for them. Boston and Philly, I guess, are the two teams that people are waiting to come and take that. From the Raptors and the, new, and the U.S. media is just oh yeah, they the chops for it. Yeah, well, they're gonna get their shot. Yeah, so that that's part of it too, and it's there's always seems to have been that on court rivalry as well, and then obviously the the Leafs Bruins stuff definitely definitely does not hurt in terms of the fan bases. So, so two young guys, Tatum and Siakam, is this a new um, Magic Bird <laughs> for the Atlantic Division? Yeah. Maybe <laughs> it's the uh, it's. I mean, they're gonna be. I mean, Philly is like rebuilding. Yeah, I think so. It's Boston and Toronto for the next. I mean, Toronto Brooklyn. might go through a pretty radical change here in the next year too. Brooklyn but. could be up there. I Brooklyn trust. Might have some I trust the way we're built that we can uh, at least stay within the top two of the division with this radical change that is coming. Like based on all the contracts, some, like it's going to happen next year probably. Yeah, we're lo- we we lose. We we can still resign them. Ibaka, Gasol, and Van Vliet. Van Vliet. And then we have Lowry only one more year after that. Mm-hmm. You want to make uh, some predictions on this series? I I'm gonna say it's going it's, seven. I'm gonna be like I'm gonna be fair here. I don't want to sound too biased. If if Kyle Lowry doesn't play a game, Boston wins. Mm-hmm. I I'm gonna say Kyle Lowry does play though because he's a bulldog, and I'm gonna say Raps in seven. And I'm saying the winner, regardless Raps or Celtics, winner of this series is going to the finals. Ooh. Seven, yeah, I'm calling. I'm calling a seven game series. I'll say because because I love the Raps and I can't bet against them. I'll say Raps in seven, but I will also pr- like. I'm scared. I like, think if Lowry, if Lowry doesn't play, we're yeah. it's going to be tough. I'm scared. So Maybe. yeah, I I'd say Raptors in seven, and if, if Lowry the, doesn't play, Norm Powell's got to have a huge series. Mm-hmm. He's going to step in the he's starting been lineup. Unbelievable been, in the playoffs. He's been good. So far been good against yeah. the, he's going to have to continue to have a huge series. Playoff Powell. Boston's got a lot of good defenders, so it's it's easy to have a good series against Brooklyn. I like, think. Well, again, if Lowry plays, I think he's going to have the opportunity to do that too. If he's coming off the bench, because he's going to get some easier matchups, I think, than going up against yeah. uh, whoever, who's uh, Jalen Brown going up like having. Jaylen I don't Brown. know the analytics, but Norm Powell. His game doesn't seem like a transition game. Does that help us? Because he he likes to like drive the lane. Yeah, no, he's definitely and, one of the better half court yeah, players so that we have. Who knows? Maybe that's an advantage. It could and be. So, our TV just turned off. I think oh, we lost the logo. Oh, we're back. Hey, that. that was just my laptop going to sleep. But yeah, so does that help us? Well, that's Norm and like Siakam. I think are probably the two guys who are 
Bastion in like a half court who can. What about Lowry? Well, Lowry too. I think. Yeah. What about Serge? La- but Lowry, if his ankle's hurt, that's gonna affect that too. Serge is more a guy who like takes advantage of mismatches. Yeah. yeah. Gonna, like, actually, if- we didn't talk about that. That's a big thing with Boston too. Is their bigs are not very good. Yeah. Like they've got. Well, Daniel. Tice Daniel Tice is like. Starts. Yeah. Um, Yuck. Yeah. I don't even know that name. You need. <laughs> I honestly don't. Yeah. And I, I guess Embiid could have. Embiid was supposed to bully them in that series, and he just didn't have it. Yeah. But well, another thing the Raptors could do is. Because Embiid's like, the most overrated player in the NBA, and it's not even close. Like, if the Raptors go small, I don't even think Daniel Tice can play. Like, if, yeah, like if Siak was at the five. Even if it's like a Baca. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you Daniel Tice can guard Serge Baca. He can definitely guard Gasol. Mm hmm. Um,. Although, like, the it's one thing with Gasol, ch- though, it's be a chess match Gasol can pull him, out. And and I like, pull him out. Yeah, and I like Nurse in a chess match. <laughs> he hasn't lost yet. Nick yeah. Nurse. He's, Nick he Nerd. Hasn't, he's undefeated in, as yeah. his head coach in the NBA in a, in a chess match. Yeah, Nick Nerd. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to, to, for that to start. I didn't, I'm going to go Raps and Six with the Homer pick there. Uh-oh. Regardless? No, no. Th- like, you're, it, you're, Lowry's got to play for that play. to hold up. But Lowry I, doesn't play. I think I'm pretty like I'm <laughs> pretty confident in Lowry playing because if, if he wasn't gonna play, he would have just gone home. I think you know what I mean. Mm, yeah, but, but I guess actually they could win without him. Part of me thinks say. though, if he was gonna, if they like know if he, he's gonna play, why don't they just say? Because they want, I guess, keep Boston guessing yeah, a little bit. With and, them. Yeah, you're messing with. And them. but like, you're also messing with me. They're under. I guess they They're under no obligation either to. Yeah. They don't have to. Yeah. So. So you, are you saying uh, you you said Heat are gonna be the Bucks? So I guess you're obviously sticking with Raps go to the finals. If the Celtics win, who do you, who's your uh, – are you, th- you think the Celtics go to the finals too? Like I think winner of the series goes to the finals. I don't I'll, trust the bu- – okay. I have no faith in the Bucs. I will say if it's if it's Celtics-Heat, I think Miami will win. If wow. it's Celtics-Bucs, I think the Bucs will beat the, Heat, uh, beat the Celtics. So, But, okay. I, 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 again, I still think the Heat are going to beat the Bucs. So I, I guess uh, based on that, I would say no. The Celtics won't go to the finals if they win. Who knows? Um, so talking about this, we're talking about this parody in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. I was thinking, like the NBA, I don't know what year it was. I think it was like the mid-2000s. They went to a seven-game series in the first round. They used to be best of five. Um, we've got the Thunder and the Rockets, 2-2. We've got Mavs Clippers. And then we've got the Jazz. Um, Mavs Clippers is 3-2 Clippers. Right. And then Jazz Nuggets. I guess that would have been the only one. That would have That's been... That's 3-2 uh Jazz. And that one, if it was best of five, would have been done. The Jazz would have won. All the other series were pretty one-sided, even though we've kind of been talking about how the parity in the NBA is kind of at an all-time I just think the here. East. I just think the East is, is just ridiculously top-heavy. Like, the top four teams in the East are just far and away better than the bottom five. Yeah, well, Philly and Indiana were supposed to be good. That's part of the injuries. thing, too. I think we would have got better series if Ben Simmons stayed healthy and Victor Oladipo was healthy all year. Like, so you think Indiana, like, th- those two teams were in trouble. So you like the, uh, the yeah, personally, I do like the, seven. yeah, because you still me too, and it, it's a lot, it's a bigger sample size too. So you like the better team's gonna win more often. Well, but my thought makes... on that though is like if Portland and Orlando win game one and it's a best of five, then you're like, holy shit, we yeah. got something here. Now it was like they both won their first game and everyone's like, they're still gonna lose for excitement this... level. I, I agree, it's probably more exciting with a best of five, but I also I think I'm on Brandon's side where I, I, I just prefer a best of seven always, like it just seems more legitimate, yeah. And it makes the uh, when you do the odd times you do get an upset in the NBA. It makes it so much more meaningful that you have, yeah, a team that, yeah. that wins four yeah. games is a, like four just seems like such a bigger number than three for whatever reason. Like it, that it's, extra game, it's yeah, twenty five percent less. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it just is bigger. 
Okay, <laughs> well, do you think we can uh, move on from the NBA? I'd like to move on uh, to the Jays and yeah. save the Leafs for last, personally. Right. Or yeah, like we can the do. NHL. We got a lot to talk about with both of those, so yeah, yeah we can so do that. I'd, I'd want to do Jays first if you guys So we got ready. some some more news. I don't know if you want to break that. Another Blue Jays trade to break. I'll, I'll do the I'll do the because I don't have the trade in front of me. So, <laughs> so Brandon, they've, a, they've, acquired, <laughs> they've acquired Taiwan Walker from the Seattle Mariners in exchange for a player to be named later. And this also just happened right before we went on yeah. uh, the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was going to say one of the things we were going to talk about here is what should the Jays do at the trade deadline? I think the answer to that would have been, considering the injuries that have mounted, pitching. is they need starting pitching now. So actually, yeah, in, in a corresponding mode to that, they put Trent Thornton on the 45-day 45 45-day DL, which is the new 60-day. So, yeah, so he's, he's done, done for the year. year. Yeah. So. Uh, Shoemaker is like day-to-day, I believe. I don't think they or, put him on the 10-day. Did you so. see the uh, seat he had in Buffalo yesterday? Matt? Yeah. No. He had like a he had like a full couch in the stands, like in one of like you know like the alleyways where you like go to get cons- like food and stuff. Yeah, he had like a ch- like a couch right behind home plate. Nice, it was awesome. Best yeah. seat in the house. Yeah. That's... Anyways, that was irrelevant to our conversation. No, it was I thought it was kind of cool. He's, he's rehabbing by yeah. chilling on the couch. Yeah, he's chilling. He's got the best seat in the house. Um. Anyways, keep so going. what do they have? Like the Ryu. Uh, Chase Anderson. Chase Anderson. Isn't, isn't Pearson hurt? Too? Yeah. 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 So it's like we've he's, lost so three he's, of our starters. He's getting a second opinion on his elbow injury, so that that's not a good sign. That's scary. Yeah. And that consequently, you're gonna have to move. Like the Jays bullpen has been really good, but you're gonna need a couple of those guys to be starters. I now. think Anthony K is the most likely one to come out and start. So because really he's been stretched out. Is Him or Thomas Hatch. Shun Yamaguchi made it through four innings last he's night. Been that was great. Good. Yeah, he's I was he's really starting to figure scared. It out. Yeah, I was nervous with him at the beginning. Yeah, of the one of the things I always talk shelled. about. Yeah, one of the things I always talk about with guys coming over from Japan is that the uh, the baseball's different. It's oh. like a uh, one is cowhide and one is pig hide, I think. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, like that makes a big difference for them trying to adjust to it. So maybe yeah. that's just what you were seeing was that adjustment period with him, because he's he's looked a lot better. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't know cow to pig what 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 that. Uh, does but maybe apparently we'll get, it is different maybe we'll, we'll get a pitch are, maybe we'll get a pitcher yeah. on and we'll uh, talk about cowhide opposed to pig hide uh, shun yamaguchi next week on the pod so, taiwan walker i'm just looking now he's started five games uh 4.94 uh no wait yeah. that's not it where's the era uh four three, four three, straight four. era sorry and then uh, whip one point. So he, he's just, he's a steady arm. Yeah, he's have. missed the last two seasons because of injury. Basically, yeah. he's, he's pitched like fourteen innings over in twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen combined. So he's he's already doubled that this year. And he was yeah. So like when you really look at it, he hasn't played since he was twenty four, which is pretty crazy. He's twenty seven now. So he's he's starting to figure it out. He was a pretty good prospect when he was younger. Um, never totally met that potential, but he's he's a pretty good arm. I don't know what his contract status is going forward. Uh, he's free. Okay, he's a free, he's a free agent. agent at the end of the year. Yeah, uh, and also this is pretty important too, according to Baseball Reference. His nickname is Ty Weezy. <laughs> Nasty. So, did you know uh, Travis Shaw's nickname is uh, the Mayor of Ding Dong City? I I did it. I saw that <laughs> yeah. on Twitter, but I didn't know the that. Mayor of Ding Dong City. <laughs> and I don't think I think he made that. I think he edited his own Baseball <laughs> Reference page. Yeah, because he's uh, certainly not the Mayor of Ding Dong City. He is. Yeah, wait. I don't. We don't have to talk about it. <laughs> so yeah. So, so who who fills the rotation out then? Because we have, so we still have Tanner Roark. We have so yeah. It'll be Roark, Ryu, Anderson, then now Walker, Walker, and then probably Anthony K. Yeah. What about Sam Gaviglio? Oh, no. Gaviglio. <laughs> <laughs> no. Sam Gaviglio. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Give him a shot, coach. Get him in there. That's. 
Wow, you have Sam Gavaglio's agent on the show. <laughs> Come on. That's... Put him in. So, he, he pitched 95 <laughs> innings last year. You got to get him in for a couple more. Sam, <laughs> Sam's agent is... Sammy's in. uncle's calling yeah, in. <laughs> uncle who runs a local deli in Queens, <laughs> yeah. New York. And that's his agent. My boy Sammy. <laughs> My brother's boy. Put him in. <laughs> yes, he's not going to be starting, I don't think. Mr. Gavigli, you call me every day. I never had a son of my own. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a boy to me. I love him. Get him on the mound. I'll sh- I'm, I'm sure he'll do it for you. <laughs> Man. Sorry, boys. No, that, I think we need to have Sam's uh, uncle on the show every week. Yeah, every every week. Sammy's been sitting in that bullpen. I swear to God. If Char- Charlie, can I call him Charlie? I'm not on a first-name basis with Mr. Montoya. You can, you can call me Charlie. Charlie, get him on the mound. Sammy needs it. He needs to get that arm working. You know what? I think I'm going to put him in the eighth hole batting next this week. <laughs> you know, he's a he's got a bat, too. <laughs> yeah. You know? They go try him out in the eighth hole. I remember, what was it? He was uh, 10 years old. I saw him hit a jack once. <laughs> once. It was once. nice. It was a nice one, though. He can do it. It's in his, it's in his, uh, it's in his wheelhouse. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Julian, uh, yeah, we, we lost him. We're, we lost, we, we lost Uncle Uncle Gavilio. His line cut out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uncle, Uncle, he doesn't have a first. Uncle name. G. <laughs> yeah, he, he was calling by his last Uncle name. G. Uncle G. Uncle oh, G. Well, he's calling in again. <laughs> Get my boy on the mound. <laughs> um. Oh, uh, Dan Vogelbach too. What yeah, that trade. He's, he's got Rowdy. That guy's just an absolute monster. I don't know if <laughs> we're like, trading Rowdy. No, they like, got uh, they oh. got Rowdy 2.0. Yeah, so like that's I don't I know because they've been talking about like what they were gonna do with Rowdy. Well, Tullez. now they he hit two jacks yesterday. I know, but they got like his a uh, guy who's basically so, him. Mm-hmm. But they could have a good offensive. Dan line. Vogelbach is yeah his baseball reference page. What did you? Six, we could have a good offensive line. Dan, listen to this. A lot of heavy bodies. Ryu, Vladdy. Vogelbach. <laughs> six feet tall, 270. Oof. Yeah, he's a brick. That's then, like uh, that's like if you added 55 pounds to me. <laughs> that's that's so, a brick shithouse. Yeah. That's like Jim Neidhart. Yeah. Jim the Anvil. Unbelievable. Or like Otis. R.I.P. Yeah. R. yeah. R. Not Otis. No, no, Jim. No. Yeah, Jim. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's first base DH. I really don't like, – I don't know how he fits in with – like you've got three DHs now, basically on this team, and Travis Shaw. The, when they four, made, I guess, if you include Tay Oscar. Uh, what Vlad? Are you counting Vladdy? Well, yeah, Vl- Vlad, uh, Rowdy Telez, Dan Vogelbach, and Tay Oscar, and it's they're gonna have a hard time fitting all these guys. He was in. an all star. He was an all star last, last year. Yeah, he's, he's batting point oh nine four this year, which know, isn't good. The thing but. that struck me though is like. I was looking at when they made the trade. I looked at his uh, stats last year. Yeah, he gets on base. Yeah, like yeah. horrible batting average. Yeah, but he obviously has a great mm-hmm. eye at the plate because he's got a really good on base percentage for it's, a guy who's bat who batted two oh eight last year. It's definitely worth a shot, right, to take a chance on a guy like this because he hit thirty home runs last year. If you can hit thirty home runs and get on base, at, you got his on base percentage was three forty one. You're gonna have a spot somewhere in the lineup because yeah. that's as good as Telez is at hitting the ball out of the park. He doesn't get on base enough. At least not at the major league level. So maybe it puts, if nothing else, maybe it puts a little bit of pressure on Rowdy. Gets him a little bit more, I don't know, gives him some motivation. But mm-hmm. uh, what's your uh, what's your Vlad meter at? Uh, it's gone down for sure. Because if you look at his numbers now, he's kind of, he's the power's still not there, but he's 
So wait, going down is good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's level of concern. Yeah. Basically, okay. yeah. Okay. You're, I, at, you're right. at a three, so you're at a... I'll three. go down to a 2.5 oh, now. You're not yeah. willing to go to a two. He's No, not yet. He's been hitting some line drives. Yeah, because his... I guess kind of the thing that I... Like, the power's always been there. You can... Like, you see when he hits the ball. He's got... Like, there's power there. He just needs to figure out his launch angle a little bit. But he's starting to get on base more, which is what his biggest asset was in the minors. So it's things are looking a little bit more encouraging. Um, he's taking ground balls at third again, too, which I don't know if I want to see that. But I guess because if you have a chance to get Dan Vogelbach and Rowdy to I do want to see that. Yeah. Make him figure out how to play third <laughs> yeah, base. Gosh. He's so much more valuable if he's you're right. third base. You're right. And, like, he's 21. He mm-hmm. should be able to figure it out, yeah. I think. If you're – he's supposed to be an athlete, yeah. right? Like – Supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, Blue Jays 15 and 14 right now, I believe. Yeah. After that win yesterday. So, uh, yeah. um, I'm still in line for the gold belt. What else would you think? Not to derail that, but what do you like? <laughs> want to talk about that? to completely belt. derail your, around uh, my waist. your promo here. It's not um, going to be around your waist. What are you talking about? I'm closer than you are. No, you're not. Yes, I am. They're on pace. We're on pace for 32 wins. I said 38 wins. So I'm six. I'm six. Oh, so you're one ahead of me because you had 27 wins. Yeah, but if they get 32 wins, I win. If they get 32 wins, why? Because you can't go over? Are we doing prices no, right? No, it's five away from me, six away from you. I know. And that's why I just self-corrected right right yeah. away. Yeah, like but I, I But it's going to be a lot. But come on. You're you're gonna, you're gonna saying we're going to do worse down the line than we're going to do better? Well, I'd I, say I'd say we're on the rise. All right. We'll see. I think. Dude, come on. It's gonna be <laughs> you are hoping for a bad season. Um. So one thing I think I'd want to, like, not to bring this back to the deadline, but is there anything else you'd want to see them add here? Um, well, I mean, because it seems like, well, actually, because it seems like the price is not very high. If you're getting, giving up a player to be named later for Taiwan Walker, it doesn't seem like the price is very high for guys who are free agents next year. Yeah. Cause it, which rightfully so, cause I don't know what you're going to give up for a guy um, who's, I guess a guy who can play shortstop. Yeah. Backup shortstop. Yeah. That would be nice. Yeah. Cause I guess uh, we don't even know if Bo's going to be bad. Heard Andrelton, Andrelton Simmons has been a rumor. He's mm. not very good offensively, but he's really good defensively. The problem with that, I guess, is then what do you do with Bo? Do you move Bo to third when he gets back or move Simmons to third? You put Bo where he's comfortable. He's yeah. priority. I feel like, I guess you'd have to figure that out. I think Simmons, like, I'm sure Simmons can play third. You could, yeah, he's he been can. one of the best defensive players in the league. Yeah, it just seems weird to move him from short. Like, ideally, I'd rather have Bichette at third, but. Yeah. Um, I think Biggio can play third, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe one of those guys can play second. Biggio's, yeah. Biggio's and kind of. Speaking of, he's been unbelievable lately. Yeah. He's picked up the slack. Like, they needed someone to get it going without the bows out, and he's been the guy. He's been kind of carrying the mm-hmm. team. Um, yeah, I guess like I mean a middle infielder is probably the what you want. An outfielder too might not be the worst thing in the world. I mean, you got those three yeah. guys though. Like they're all you want all three of them in the lineup. I was thinking more long term, I guess, but I like I guess you're probably not making a long term trade. I think you're not yeah. making long term moves right now. Another, I think you're comfortable with having Guriel, Hernandez, and Grichuk yeah. in your lineup. Uh, long term, I think you want changes there. I think you definitely want a, a third baseman, a guy who can play third and hit lefties would be good too. Just because right now, like Brandon Drury is your platoon partner for. We say Travis, Travis Shaw. Shaw is like a write-off too at this point. Like no, no, no. But like he can't hit lefties, right? So like, right. if anything else, you want to. If nothing else, you want a platoon partner for him. The guy, so like he can't really hit righties. <laughs> like he yeah, can't. Well, yeah. 
Drury can't and Panic can't hit anyone. <laughs> yeah, they like you cannot have the two of them on your team. I'll no. be back. All right. All right. We're losing them. Um. Yeah, I I would say a mid, like a middle infielder or someone who can play third like an infielder. Yeah. A versatile infielder who can hopefully give you something at the plate, unlike Drury and Panic. The guy that I I can't remember who threw this out there, but Jed Jerko would be an interesting guy for them because he can play. Third, he's a right-handed bat who can hit lefties. So, he's—I don't think he's an everyday player, but he's a guy that you can throw in there. You'd be—he's not going to cost a lot at all. Like he, I can't imagine he'd be much more than like a player to be named later. But he's got a little bit of flexibility. He's uh, not, again, like we're like you have to improve on Brandon Drury. Like, really, how hard is that going to be to do? Not. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I—I I still don't know if you're going to see. A lot of uh, trades. I'll see, like I yeah because just I don't know if like teams at least you I don't think you're gonna see any like significant trades more than like I think the Taiwan Walker thing might be like as significant as trades get. I think I, it's all gonna be yeah all gonna be guys who are pending free agents because yeah. I guess the team doesn't want to lose them for nothing but nobody wants to give up anything exactly extreme for a guy for and the a shortened season. I just don't think you're gonna see prospects being dealt because they're not. There's, been, been... there's no scouting, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not be able to, like, look at guys. A lot of them aren't even playing. So. Yeah, so you, I guess you just got to go off what what you've seen in the past. Yeah. But... It's going to be, like, really, really minor prospects for guys who are average players who are pending free agents, mm-hmm. I think, is the max what you're going to see. Uh, maybe you'll see some, like, guys who can play right now for guys who can play right now deals. But... Yeah, those rarely happen. Right. Though. Especially in like, season. Those are more, like, off-season things that you'll see that. Yeah. So. Um, right. I think you want to move on to the NHL. That's really it for the Jays. Do they, they, and they're, we talked about it. They're <coughs> last I heard they're talking about whether or not they're going to play today, mm-hmm. which I think every team in the MLB is. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, speaking of trades, Leafs made a, made a splash. Kyle we Dubis. fleeced Jimmy Rutherford. I did. See, I did. Uh, so I just, got, you can disagree. Let's we got some d- more news talk. here. If we just want to break NHL news here. Uh, Elliot Friedman just tweeted out four minutes ago that players are being told to prepare for cancellations tonight. So I don't know if that okay. that means that they're going to be cancelled. But it sounds like, that to me sounds it's like a, they were not playing it's tonight. It's in preparation of. Yeah. yeah. See, I think, like, the it should be the players. Cho- like, if the league's just doing it, this is not, a, like, it's like, do you not want to play? For the cause or not. Yeah. Like, it, what are you doing at this point? You're just mm-hmm. like, well, they're not doing it, so we just don't want to look stupid. Yeah. It's like you already, I don't know. I guess they're in a, they have to do it. They're anyways. in a tough spot. Too, I'd like I to see the players bit. be like, we came to the decision that we're not going to yeah, play. Yeah, no, I told that would be way better, but. Not like we, we said, we, they told us we weren't allowed. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you, what are you doing yeah. at this point? Um, so I, I would say they're, it's safe to bet that games aren't going to happen. Today. And Matt Dumba tweeted out too. Um, you know that so he's got he's part of the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Yeah. yeah. So he tweeted out, "We at the Hockey Diversity Alliance. Oh, I just lost it. We at the Hockey Diversity Alliance have formally requested the NHL to spend playoff games today." So. Okay. Well, so then I is, guess they're doing. Yeah, that yeah, was twenty minutes ago. That's so, so they're. And that's good that yeah. they're that they're doing that. Yep. Speaking out. Um. So. You say. I say we we definitely won the trade. Yeah. Oh, we're we're doing the captain trade. But this is why I, I say I don't really agree with like fleeced because All right, we can talk verbiage all we want. No, just... well, I think people don't like we the trade is a not, like if you're grading it 
from the least perspective, it's a home run. But I think people like look at trades and they like look at it at the sliding scale. Like if it's a nine out of ten for this team, that means it's a one out of ten for the other team. I never said that. I never said no, that. No, but fleeced means like the other team got like tr- like they got tricked. Like that's what that means to me. They get yeah. I think I think they did. They I think gave up a, way. They gave up way too much no, for just capping. Because I think if you're looking at it from Pittsburgh's perspective. You Crosby's thirty three, Malkin's thirty four. All you're trying to do if you're Jim Rutherford is maximize that window. Like we're trying to win a Stanley Cup in the next two or three years while these guys are still in their prime. First round picks, especially forwards, they come into the league. They in two, They come into the league in like two years. A fifteenth over. That's not. They need to do this. I'll now. get into some statistics later on the fifteenth overall pick. A fifteenth overall pick has like minimal value for the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Especially like sure they've mm, traded sure, all whatever, their first whatever, round but picks too. Me saying yeah, is that a, is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Well, it's bad. I'm, it's I'm, bad for the future I'm, for sure. I'm in the I'm in the camp of you hold on to your picks unless it's like a deal you have to make. In my opinion, that's just the way I would run a team. Right. Obviously, it's obviously everybody would... has different opinions on that. I'm just I value draft picks because I think homegrown talent is the most important. Controllable contracts are the most important thing in hockey, especially with this cap. This but the way the cap. Pittsburgh won their last two cups, it was like you have those two guys and you just trade around them, basically. Um. Yeah, but those two guys in Latang, like that's, and you just build off that. Like they. They weren't growing guys. They grew around. Matt Murray. They drafted Matt Murray. Okay, they needed him in the playoffs. They, they still have they, him. They still have a goal. Yes, I know that, Mike. You're you're bringing up things. St- you're stating them like I don't already know that. Right. I know that they still have him. If, All I'm saying is on a general, on a general, uh, in in a general sense, I would prefer to not trade away a first round pick if I have the potential to make that pick and make it count. And this is a very deep draft. You also have to remember that. Scouts are saying this is a very deep draft. We lost the logo again. I know. I got it. Um, right, but you're so, not, yeah, but that's so not sure. a value to the Pittsburgh, though. No, sure, but I'm, but I'm not saying, f- like, okay. That's why I'm saying it's not a flea. I got, we, it's, and Sorry, I, I'm an exaggerate. I exaggerate. What, that's why I said we can talk verbiage all we fucking want, but the Leafs won the trade. The Leafs, it was a great trade for the Leafs. Yes. Regardless of how it turns. But if Casper's cabinet plugs in on Sidney Crosby's right wing, scores 30 goals, and they win the Cup, Look, there are pe- it's a home run for yeah, Pittsburgh, Yeah, but that's right? speculation. Right. Th- but everything. But to be fair, everything the Leafs got back is speculation, yeah. too. Like, they just got a pile of speculation. No, we, we no, got rid of... No, 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 we got space. We got rid of... you don't know what they're going to do with that. We got rid of cap yeah. space. We got back a pick that we had traded that, right. that was... that. Honestly, it hurt. It hurt not having that pick after we got eliminated in the qualifying Right, but it round. all depends on. What we have you another do. piece. We have another piece that's easily tradable. That's, a first round pick. So there's that's, a, that's all speculation. That's my point. No, but yeah. it's easily. But that's an easily tradable thing. That's not speculation. Like, you, don't that's a fact. Gonna, you don't know what they're going like, to do with the cast space. You don't know what yeah. they're going to do with the pick. Oh, 100 like, right? Obviously, it's dependent on what Dubas mm-hmm. does with it. But as of right now, I think we won the trade. I think Jim Rutherford thought he was but trading my, for Lilligren and not Jesper Lindgren. I personally think that's what happened. My whole. And point. I think he made a mistake <laughs> because this this trade doesn't make sense. There's two guys old, uh, that two two guys that are never gonna make the play, never gonna make the NHL. Pontus Aberg and Jesper Lindgren. Jesper Lindgren has a better chance than Aberg, but these guys are career AHL. They're trading for a, a, a winger. Yeah, to you're play trading for a winger that likes to shoot and first and rip it right into the guy's chest. Be, so if that's what they, you want, sure. But, but historically, they great. love. Casperi Kapanen, too. I know, Obviously, yeah, they drafted, they drafted him. him. They did not want to trade him in the Kessel and, trade. And sure. Well, See, actually, the Kessel trade, they were more concerned with 
Derek Pouliot and they than, did, they were yeah. with, than they were with Kasper. Uh, no, right after that, Rutherford came out and he said, look, this guy's going to be better. There's going to be a point in time, obviously this is true, but there's going to be a point in time where Phil Kass- or Kasperi Kaplan's better than Phil Kassel, and it's probably sooner than we think. No. That's what he said. I, I know. I, that's I what don't he, agree with No, that. I don't agree with it either, but that's what he said at the time of the trade. Yeah. So he well, I don't clearly, think Phil Kessel's much better than Kasperi Kaplan right now. He clearly, he, he clearly they, loves by the like, player. By a year from now, he's, it's, he won't be. Okay. And well, another comparison, too. If you look at the success that Carl, Carl Haglin had playing with them, yeah, it's a very similar well, player Carl, to Carl Haglin. And, well, Haglin was on his own Haglin was on his own line. Yeah, the HBK it was, yeah, line. Yes, the yeah, Bonino, oh, Bonino, Bonino. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. It but was Haglin, Bonino, and Kessel. Crosby is, like, notoriously, I don't know. Yeah, picky, he raises the game. Pick, no, I don't want to say picky, but, like, there's specific guys. It's hard to play with them. Crosby. Sure, yeah. he plays a similar. And I wouldn't Kasperi be surprised Kaplan. if Crosby had input on, like, who are we going to get to play with you? I wouldn't be surprised on that either. Look, I'm not saying, look, okay, I just, you're no, literally, you love to do this when we have discussions. You like to zone in on, like, one word that I say and, like, dispute the argument well, with that. That's I said, what I said. Sure, I said fleeced. Okay, I, maybe it's not a fleece job, but it's like, Right now, as it stands, the Leafs benefit more from this than the cap than than the Penguins. Do. Well, I don't. I think that remains to be seen. But either way, my point is that doesn't change that this is a great trade for the Leafs. Just like I don't think it. My my whole argument was like, I don't was think semantics. No, I don't think a trade <laughs> yes. is like a winner. Like this team won, this team lost all the time. It's like we. It was a great trade for us, regardless of how it turns out for Pittsburgh. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, let's keep let's keep going with the trade. The first overall pick. You guys wanted to 50, get fifteenth, yes, yeah, so, well, first round pick is what yeah. I meant. Sorry, fifth, fifteenth overall pick in the first round. What do you guys think we should do with it? Do you think we should move it? Do you think we should do, use it? If we should use it, is there a prospect you have in mind that we could use it on? Is there a position in mind that we should use it on? I mean, what do you guys think? I Let's just think open it up for a for a fun discussion. Everything I, is obviously on the table with that too. Yep, because. Okay, of course, you, let's, that's get, assumed. Let's assume everything's on the table. Well, you, what do you guys? What would you guys want to happen? If you can get a good, who would that be? Top four defenseman, then you, I would consider mm. moving it. Like, let's go. Let, the, yeah. the standard like names that come up, <laughs> like Chris Tanev. Oh, that's he's like a always, free agent. Yeah, he, so they might just sign him. Yeah, that's what I, I, no, they might use the cap space. Uh, Vancouver will re-sign Tanev. He's playing too well with Hughes right now. Like um, him and Hughes are like their top line, their top defense pairing. They're not going to let him go. I I can't see that happening. Um, there's a couple, the two prospects that stand out to me. I got to find the one. I kind of can't remember the one guy's name, but there's obviously the the goalie, the Russian goalie. Asparov. I have an entire, I have an entire. Are you talking about who them. they're going to draft? No, but I'm just saying if they're going to draft somebody an, with yeah. that pick. Are you talking Braden Schneider? Yes, that's yeah. who it is. I couldn't so, remember. Yeah, his he's name. the uh, he's the two way right handed defenseman. He's six foot two, two twenty. I think he plays for the Brandon Wheat Kings. He's he's an older guy too. He's yeah. uh he's a yeah he'll he's not a late an birthday. Ranger, but he's, he's a yeah. late birthday. It still is his draft year, but he's a late birthday. Mm-hmm. So he's a guy. Apparently, yeah, he's he's very NHL ready, according to Craig Button. Take that with a grain of salt. <laughs> so he's he's very NHL ready. He can step in within the next two years. I like that draft pick. He's kind of uh, Brandon Carlo esque, <laughs> if you with a little more offensive upside from the limited knowledge that I have of him, but. So I do like that pick. I've also seen Jake Sanderson dropping recently, which is like he's the number two ranked defenseman in the draft. Mm-hmm. So I've seen him dropping. It all really depends, obviously, on who goes where. Which um, is part of the – Say Jamie Drysdale makes it out of the top five, right? And that's actually plausible that could happen. Yeah. Say he comes out of the top I, five. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen, but it is plausible. Like, like I think Ottawa, Ottawa, take Ottawa should take him at five. Yeah. But they could go – 
they could go uh, Stoitzel and um, and Marco Rossi or even Alexander Holtz, like one of those like skilled wingers because they they're not bad for defensive prospects. They have Brandstrom who's going to be playing next year if he hadn't already played at the end of last year. I'm not sure. They had Shabbat. Um, obviously, they have Zaitsev locked in for I six th- more years or whatever the fuck. I think so. so he'll, he's got a spot. I think. I don't know. Young defensemen, it doesn't seem like it's really their, uh, like their pressing need, but with two top five picks, you just pick best player available part, with that second one, I say. Part of the but, issue for me, though, is going to be the Leafs have, like, this is a reality that's going to start setting in soon. The Leafs have Austin Matthews for four more years, then he's a free agent. Like, he could be gone in four that's years. Part of my, that's part of my thing. Which is why, like, I that's think... Part of my, that's part of my thing. And Morgan Riley's a free agent in two years. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the clock is ticking probably a lot sooner than people want to realize that it's ticking. Yeah. So, I, like, to I, me, I think I might... I would seriously consider I have a serious trying to trade pitch. that pick. I have a serious but pitch for Askarov. I think... Well, I think... Uh, I have a very serious pitch for Askarov. If you're talking about trading that pick, I think you... Talks with Carolina because they have like a ridiculous defensive depth. Yeah, um, and then they have the 13th pick too. And 15th. There's yeah. been rumors so that, that Florida that is up. like Ekblad. That was so. Like, I, I was listening. They're to looking the, to trade Ekblad. Like also, I, Calgary's losing Hamannick and Brody to to free well, agency. Free agency yeah. One of them we could sign. What do you think we could get? We could get one of them for. We'll get, be, well, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about if if they're uh, what would they be looking for if they're going to trade the pick? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Like, let's stay on track. I'm like, going on. No, no. no. The definitely like bro, I think Brody, like Tanev, those are the guys that you're looking at if if they're just going to sign someone. Uh, I one, like Hamannick better yeah. than those two. I one know. of the things that uh, I heard on the radio too, I heard Chris Johnson say this that does a Nylander for this is obviously wild speculation. I don't. But does Nylander, it sounds like I don't think that's happening Nylander, now. But, but this this was obviously before this. But yeah. he said, does Nylander for Ekblad make any sense? Would like makes sense. Like oh, I don't know. It's worth more than that. I well, when you look at the way that team is, when they you'd obviously have to throw in maybe a little bit more. But they've got new third. a new GM. <laughs> throw in a third. <laughs> they've got a a new GM stepping in there. They've got they've, obviously it's a team that's always been pretty cash strapped. Uh, uh, Nylander's got all his money paid to him. He's like a cap hit that is way above his actual money due. So I think you could make a. How much does Akblad get paid? Seven and a half is his. Cap hit. So How we, many more years? Like six? Until 2025 through 2025. So what if you did like a Janssen in the first and throw in – you probably have to throw in more. <laughs> throw in a third? But uh, – Like I, I don't think you're making that trade without William Nylander going the other way. Or Marner. But yeah. I don't like – Well, yeah. Well, you don't uh, think you could do Janssen first and like a pro- – No. Like no. Rasmus Sandin? No. No. Nah, I think they're – I think they want – they're going to want a uh, – yeah. Anyways, that's, their, that's, that's like, just, again, yeah. wild speculation. But – I, I like. I think that's obviously one of the big things that this trade does. It just gives them so much more flexibility. It gives them the cap space. It gives them the pick, and it gives them a decent prospect that they all they can. Yeah, they could use all three of those things to bring in a good defenseman. So okay. So Mike, what do you what are you thinking? Are you thinking we're we're probably? I think we're probably going to move the move the tri- the the pick. I want us to take somebody. Um, I, I want to use it because I'm a draft nerd. I really want to get into it. I I want to like. I, I whenever the Leafs don't have a pick, I always like lose my uh, almost like my my passion for but, following yeah, but the draft. I this is a selfish thing. I know. For me. I, I really this don't. It's a selfish get it. thing. For like me. if they can get a good player now, you just get the good player. Yeah, but I'm not saying okay. that I don't Obviously, like that either. I'm saying I I'm I'm saying in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, I wish because I love watching the draft. It's it's li- it's literally just a personal thing for me. It's not like a they shouldn't do it because I want to watch the draft. Like I think that's where you're mis- yeah. misconstruing. Like, I'd rather the team be. Do what, yeah, yeah do whatever we can to make the team better. 
But I like watching the draft. I like watching the draft picks. And I have a pretty good argument, I would say, for why we should pick a certain guy, if you guys want me to get into that. Go for it. Unless Mike, because I, I, it's going to be a little bit of a spiel. So if Mike wants to talk to me about or and talk to us about what he wants to do with well, it. Well, no, I think just do, like, I mean, this is obvi- like the obvious. The fence sitter. But, well. <laughs> do no, what you can do. Well, there's no, like, like. I don't think there's a, like, you have to trade the pick or you don't. It's like, if you can get what you need for trading the pick, then trade the pick. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, but I don't, I think it's stupid to be like, they have to trade this pick. Oh, no, yeah. We're not or putting like, definites they on, have we're to not draft, putting definites on anything. Right? I'm just saying, what would you want us to do? If you had, if if you had to choose either matters. or, if you had to choose either or, trade it or, trade it or draft. Why would you trade it? it? Just because you're getting a guy who's going to help you. There you go. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Okay. I agree, but. Okay. You need to make sure that it's that something is actually going to yeah, help. Dubis doesn't have a lot of rope in terms of messing up I like up making Mike anymore. make decisions. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I prefer it. Like, what would I rather have happen? I'd obviously rather them trade the pick and have someone who can help you next year. Like, this team is a win. Sh- as ridiculous as it may seem, they didn't make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're a win now. Yeah. So, you're you're obviously maximized I, I say, now. I, I think we have a we have a bigger window than people think. Like a three year window. Five years. Well, no, we it's not four, no, four years. Don't. Four years. I give us a four-year window, and this this works into my argument here. But you're so, looking at like trading some of those guys if you don't have anything going on in the next two or three years. Like, if you have if you're sitting in the same spot in three years, you're like deal, you're like trading. Mark. We're three years away from like Austin Matthews <laughs> trade speculation, yeah, which is like yeah. fucking yeah, wild. That's what I mean. If like, you're not making anything happen, you're like, what can we get for Austin Matthews? Yeah. <laughs> like that's no. Oh. I'd say we trade Tavares before. I don't think Matthews is going anywhere. We'll see. He can't, like... I don't... That's me thinking. That's yeah. not me, like... That's not me predicting the future. Um, so, yeah. So, my spiel here is the case for Yaroslav Askarov at number 15 if he's there. Okay? So, our cap, tr- our cap problems kind of revolve around the fact that we're loaded up front. Like, everything is... Everything's going towards the forwards. We have $56 million as of right now designated just to our 14 forwards on the roster. That's a big problem because coming up, we are going to have to pay Morgan Riley and we're going to have to pay a goalie or Frederick Anderson, right? So Frederick Anderson after this year has one more year on his contract. So let's just say um, we move on from Frederick Anderson and we get a filler for a few years, right? Somebody like a, like a Robin Leonard or somebody we can pay for, a few years just to kind of fill the gap. Um, to be fair, Robin Leonard has like been as successful as Frederick Anderson. Exactly, but he'll be cheaper. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I. But so, like that's still um, like. Yeah. So we'll I don't, see. that's why he I'm might not be. He might not be. Who yeah. knows? Well, now, depends yeah. on the playoffs. Yeah. How he does in the playoffs. But so as of right now, I see two years down the line we're going to be in trouble with Morgan Riley and we're going to be in trouble with Frederick Anderson, and four years down the line. We're going to be in trouble with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews because they're going to have to be renewed. Yeah. So we're dealing with two separate times where we're going to be in like serious cap trouble. One of those. Well, I'm big one on of those. I'll let you, I'm. I'm just gonna say I'm big on the like let's trade. Let's get. Let's trade Frederick Anderson right now. Okay. I'm big I like, on that. I don't mind that. But, I don't yeah. mind that at all. Big but part of that. Kind of, I want to. I say run a platoon. Yeah. This is two all. Chief ca- goalies run a, run a platoon. My whole this that, whole thing is like this is down the line. This is my whole thing. Askarov covers your ass four years down the line. Yeah. And here's why. Because, but where sta- do you sit on the Freddie right now? Like right now, like this off season, are you looking to move him? 
Or are you um, like, I'm, like I'm my looking, thing is I they run a cheap platoon with Campbell and because, someone else. Yeah, I'm right I'm I like I like that option. I like moving Freddie. That go, gives go you so much it gives you a lot more it gives you a lot more uh play. That gives you almost your, thirteen million dollars in cap space too. Yeah. Um, De- depending on like what you get back on. But are you but, like would you say like get another guy and then just run like a yeah, go I'd, back and forth and ride, like ride the hawk goalie yeah. for the next four years, like three yeah. years, four years. But are you trying we to do that? Are you trying to get a, another starter? Or are you just running with a like Campbell? Yeah, like, and the other I would guys love, I would love Campbell and uh, like, like as of right now, like maybe for the next two years, you have Campbell and someone else. Like ride the hawk, yeah, and like, then you bring in a vet that's not going to be too, that's not going to be too expensive. Maybe towards the end of his career, and he can kind of sit in front of Askarov for those two years. So here's, okay. I'm going back to my, yeah, okay, go ahead, I'm going sorry. back to my thing. So. We have four years left of Austin Matthews after this. So that's the, the big, like, hello, like, we got to fucking deal with that down the line. That's like the, that's like, I guess, uh, the warning signals down the line. Four years, we're not going to have a goalie, and, uh, or we're not going to be able to pay a goalie. We're not going to be able to pay a lot of our defensemen. So a good solution to that is Askarov being drafted this year with the 15th overall pick. Because, as we've seen, and I'm going to go through first-round pick goalies. I have an entire list here on, like, who succeeded, who didn't succeed. Um, but it shows it – sh- okay, I'll get into that after. But um, I should have organized this a little bit better. But uh, four years down the line, we're going to have to sign a goalie. We're going to need a goalie. We're going to need someone cheap, and we're going to need somebody effective in the net. So, um in four years, uh, in four years, hopefully Askarov is ready to start. In four years, that would which, be ideal. Which, in the past, that has kind of come to fruition, um, especially over the last. Like, scouting for goaltenders has gotten a lot better over the last ten years, and that's just kind of like proof is in the pudding here. So I'm going to read you out. First of all, the last twenty years, every goalie that's been picked in the first round. And then I'm going to read you out every goalie that's been picked in the first 15 picks okay. because there's a big difference. And Askarov is scouted to be in the first 15 picks, so he's part of that group, right? So these are these are so Mark Andre Fleury in 2003, first overall. He's elite. We can call him elite, right? Carey Price, fifth overall in 2005. He's elite. Tuka Rask, 21st overall in 2005. He's elite. And then recently Andre Vasilevsky, 19th overall in 2012. He started, he began to play in 20... Those aren't the only guys. No, no, they're not. These are the elite ones. Right. So there's I'm reading you out. There's a lot of in there. Yeah, there's not a lot of busts. Well, there's a few. And they're mostly earlier on, like not within the last 10 right. years. Okay. So within the last 10 years, the only busts have been Jack Campbell. Well, who's a backup. Remains to be seen. Yeah, we, he might not be. <laughs> yeah. He might not be. He was uh, the 11th overall pick. Let me see. This guy's... Uh, I mean, he's not that old. How old is he? He's pretty old. Is yeah, he? He's like 28. Um, oh, okay. I thought he was like 25. Yeah, he was, in, he was drafted in 2010, 11th overall. So the bus on here the bus on here that I have are first overall pick, Rick DiPietro, bust. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a uh, notorious... Brett Cron, ninth overall in, 20, I think that was the in 2000. He played for the uh, Calgary Hitman. Bust. Pascal Leclerc, eighth overall in 2001. Oh, I thought he was going to be sick. So you notice, you're noticing a pattern here. A lot of er, like goaltending, goaltending uh, s- scouting has just gotten a lot better. Well, I think people like stopped just like they don't. They, do, realize, they don't do it now. Yeah, they, yeah. And that's, after but all that's why guys. when a guy is drafted He's in really, the first yeah, round nowadays, really. it's like it's there's for a reason. Um, 
Dan Blackburn, 10th overall, 2001. Uh, Jason Bashik. Bakashua. Oh, Bakashua. Thank you. 26th overall in 2001. Adam Monroe, 29th over. A lot of goalies went in the first round in 2001. Um, then moving on, I'll, I'll, I'll move up to 2016. Rico Hellenius, yeah, 15th I... overall, 2006. 26th overall, 2006. Leland Irving. Chet Picard, nice. 18th overall, 2008. Calvin Pickard's And brother. recently, the most recent bust has been... Mark Vicentine, 27th overall Ooh. in 2010. So there's two goalies that are kind of like waiting in the wings right now. That's Jake Odering, uh, who was the 26th overall in 2017, and Spencer Knight, who was the 13th overall pick in Ilya 2019. Too. Ilya Samsonov is in 2016. Uh, oh, you're still, you're still at that draft. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so um, then we'll move on to the goalies who are in the top 15. These are the only goalies that are in the top 15 over the last 20 years that – um uh that succeeds. So uh this is this is a comment. It's from the unknown seventy one on Reddit. Thank you for kind of compiling all this information for me. So he said, I'd say ten of the twenty nine goalies in the past twenty years were a pretty good are is a pretty good chance that you would take with the fifteenth overall pick. That's like starter level or elite in like those twenty nine yeah. names that I had named. It was ten of them, right? So he says, I wouldn't really look that far back on prospects, especially goalies, though. The scouting slash drafting has gotten considerably better over the last 10 years. Um, seven of the 30 uh, from zero, uh, 2000 to 2001 alone make up uh, the uh, busts in that 10 of 29. So um, if you include top 15 picks since Flurry, it doesn't look that bad. So Marc-Andre Flurry, first overall pick, 20, 2003. Carey Price, fifth overall pick, 2005. Devin Dubnik, 14th overall pick in 2004. Jonathan Bernier, 11th overall pick in 2006. Jack Campbell, 11th overall pick in 2010. Rico Hellenius, 15th overall pick in 2006. And Spencer Knight, 13th overall pick in 2019. So I would say there were two, there's two elite goalies there. There's one like standard starter. There's two backups, a bust, and one that's developing. Right? Yeah. So when you break it down like that, goalies in the first round nowadays actually, like, are a pretty good shot to get your starter. Not bad. Yeah. Three of the but six. the caveat to that is, six. like, I'm assuming Dubnik is one who's considered the starter. Dubnik took, like, he's just he, he took, took, like, ten took years to get. He took and a he while. was run out of town at Edmonton. Fair, fair, yeah. fair. He, he took a while, but he has he's kind of a bit around. of, yeah. He's, he's a little bit of a, he's a little bit of a, took an outlier. It took him like, 30. It's a little bit of an outlier. But I don't mind, especially, like, since, like, if we can't get a deal for it, I don't mind taking a risk on a goalie down the line because in four years, which yeah. is how long Vasilevsky took, in four years, we need to sign Matthews. We are thinking about signing Marner for another year. We're thinking, like, Nylander comes off the books that year. Um, Kerfoot and Andreas Janssen will be off the books at that point. Uh, Jake Muzzin is just coming off the books. There's a lot of guys we'll need to re-sign or move on from. The only Sandine, if Sandine starts, he will be up for a new contract. We don't know how much we might have to pay him. So there's a lot of things down the line that don't look good cap-wise for the Toronto Maple Leafs in four years, in that window which we would be developing Askarov. So I'm thinking four years down the line, if we're able to land a goalie that could potentially even like be a 1A, 1B situation and then move in, almost like a Vasilevsky-Bishop situation, right. if we can, can kind of create that, I would feel a lot better about drafting Askarov in the first round. 
The only I, I, thing I'd say I is really, I've kind of convinced myself to that go back on that is yeah. like, I think if you look. And I know that was a lot. Of, I'm sorry. It was a lot of numbers and that was a lot of like me just listing people off. But I think if you look in the last 10 years, like it's kind of like history's kind of shown that you don't need an elite goalie like that to win. But it's also like shown. Anti Niami. But it's also shown if you have a goalie on a cheap contract, it's very beneficial. Yeah, that is. So but that's what I'm talking about. It doesn't necessarily have to be one that's drafted in the first round. It doesn't right? necessarily have to at all. Right. But I mean, I'm saying if we're going to use it and we like, like, and he falls. Like to obviously, us, if, I would you, like, if you can I'm, get like I'm a carry price, yeah. you're gonna you want it. Yeah. But, but he is the he's but the. You don't need that to win, yeah. right? He started in the KHL at 18 years old. Yeah. So that like doesn't no sorry seventeen years old that doesn't happen. Played one game to be fair, but I would just started, say yeah. like and I know <laughs> this is but and and last year he played. No, uh, he played one game. In one the KHL. game in the KHL total? in his career. Yeah. Okay, so I would just say if you're gonna take if you're gonna use the fifteenth pick on on a goalie, you need to be certain, which is impossible. But like you have to be ninety nine percent. Okay. Um, like, see, I don't agree with that. Well. Because otherwise, because you don't need, you can find like the sailors well, blues. Yeah, like a like usable you, you, goalie is easier to find. And yeah, like you can find guys that can win you, right? Like Corey Crawford came out of, I don't know where he was drafted, but like you can find guys that can be suitable goalies mm-hmm. if you build your the rest of your team the right way. I just look at Philly and I'm so envious of a Carter Hart. I just, I think. And he I wasn't think, a first round pick either. No, he was too. second, but yeah. he, he, he was supposed to go first. Yeah, but he didn't. He did, no, I yeah. know, but I'm just saying he was touted as like one of those top guys. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, that's a similar, like, maybe Askarov doesn't go first round. Who knows? Yeah. Like, it could happen, but, but it, I mean, it might not you happen. You look at those guys, and you're like, yeah, yeah. it's nice having I'm a, just making having the a case. Carey Price, I'm just having making a Carter the case. Hart, but they haven't won any Stanley yeah. Cups with either of those I'm just guys. making the case for Askarov where it's like, it really could be beneficial if we look down the line and where our team will be at to have a guy waiting in the wings that's kind of been developing, and we can pay him a low salary, and he has that boom potential, you know? Yeah. I, and I, I kind of like the idea of that. And I just thought I'd run it by you. Obviously, the conventional wisdom would say take a Braden Schneider or uh, take a, uh, a Jake Sanderson if he's available or take like a, a Henrik's Lapierre if he's available because we need a little bit more center depth. Like if you look at the Marlies, we're kind of scraping the bottom of the barrel for, cent- for centermen. Yeah. So – Conventional wisdom would say that. I'm just kind of arguing the other side where, like, if we do end up taking Askarov, remember, this might be a long-term play. That's all I'm well, trying to say. Well, any draft pick is a long-term play. Well, if, long, if, but if, longer, longer term like, than you're willing to get yeah. your, your mind around. Four years for a first-round pick. The, let's just – I'm going to go out on a limb here and say Leafs Nation isn't very patient. No, uh, especially if you're a guy I like mean, Kyle but, Dubas drafting yeah. him. If you don't have a – like, he's – if things don't start turning around, he's not going to be here. Yeah, to watch he has Asker like another play. year, and yeah. that, <laughs> like and that, like that could things. that could go that could go against the chances that we do draft Askarov. I think very much if mm-hmm. he's thinking. Selfish, but I think if you're talking, if like he's thinking selfishly, fifteenth overall picks in the NHL, like there has to be, you have to have a level of pay. Like unless yeah. you're picking top five, that's you're. It's a long term play yeah. in mm-hmm. in the NHL, right? It's not like the NBA where like any top NFL, twenty pick yeah. is like probably a starter. Yeah. NFL, like, it's like your first three oh, rounds are playing. Be, yeah. NFL, you're like play. you're like picking. Yeah. You're like this guy's the best player on our team this year. <laughs> if it's like top ten. But yeah, yeah I like, just wanted to get ahead of that. So like, just in case we did pick Askarov, people need to think long term and they need to think like.
like this could be very good and very beneficial for us down the line. But even if that's you're my, that was my, that even was my, if you're picking a defenseman, you're still looking at like that's like a two or three year. Yeah, but deal. actually, apparently Braden, apparently yeah. Braden Schneider is like, yeah, he's a, he's like, well, this is supposed to be a deep draft, yeah. right? Yeah. Apparently he's apparently he could not next year, but he could start within the next two years. But and the reason why it is so long term is I think that's why there's a good chance that the pick gets moved because yeah. Dubis is like I need to show something. Like I need to show some work here yeah. for what I built, yeah. right? He hasn't shown anything yet. Yeah. So I like, wish I I wish I organized my thoughts a little bit better on that. Did I get my point across properly? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Just because you know when you're when you're telling a story and you're like I'm not sure if it got through. I'm glad. Okay. I'm glad you guys got my my gist there. So um, let's move on because uh, we're at like an hour twenty four right now. Yeah. Well, we um, have no. We, we have no limit. We have no limit. I just want to. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Go Logan Couture tweet. Yeah, I don't know what the hell that was about. Um, so he tweeted out this story. Let me. Br- do you have it up there, or I'll bring it up? I don't know. Okay, I'll bring it up. Yeah, this is like really weird. I was trying to like get to the bottom of it, and I actually, couldn't I think really he deleted it, so I don't. Ha- no, I don't. but I just don't understand. Like, I don't understand a lot of it. He basically just tweeted out saying that he was in Toronto at a bar. Yeah, and he got I understand he, that. He, he got sucker punched because he was talking about how you would vote for Trump, right? If he had the option, which is. If that is true, like obviously stupid. Like don't sucker punch anyone for anything. Yeah, but um, like I also I don't. And he said yeah something about his dad being a cop too, which apparently isn't true. Well, I was reading thing. Yeah, apparently his dad's a firefighter, but he's in the tweet he said his yeah. dad was a cop. Yeah. So it was like he was, I guess maybe trying to like, Stoke thought it would like hit the home more if he said his dad was a cop. It's just weird the way he worded it. it was like I was in Toronto, Ontario. Mm-hmm. It's like you're from Southern Ontario. No, you wouldn't word it like that. Yeah. I don't know. It was just really weird. But and, it, he admitted that he was the one who tweeted it the next day. So at first I was thinking, like, he got hacked or something. And then he went at uh, – oh, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Tara, Tara Sloan. Tara, yeah, and yeah. He, like, went at her on Twitter for, like – I guess she liked a tweet responding to that. Mm-hmm. But, like, he, she didn't, like, retweet at him or anything. She and, liked a tweet that was, ma- that was, like, criticizing his tweet. Yeah, and then he, like, called her out on that, which is, like, next level – pettiness to like go through the likes of a tweet that somebody is tweeting do you know what you. hour of the day he tweeted that no i don't it was like early morning i think do you think he was like maybe still a little like, maybe he had yeah. a big he had maybe. a night like if that actually happened to him then that guy could like that's obviously a ridiculous obviously that thing. shouldn't happen but i also don't like, think if you're talking if you're sitting in a bar if, i don't think that story happened exactly the way he said it happened i don't think he was just sitting there like me and you just having a conversation and he went oh you know i would vote for trump if i had the and option. someone just came up and knocked no him. i don't think that's i think he was probably definitely not that just make just sense. a guess i think he might have been being a little bit more forthright about his opinions like at, being at, like a little more antagonist uh, yeah antagonistic. i think there was a certain amount of antagonizing that was going on if this went down yeah because I really, like we really don't even know what exactly happened, but he's a, he's apologized for it and he's. But then he also said in the apology, like for the record, I don't like I have no intentions or like what I well first of all he's not even a U.S. citizen, yeah, Yeah, so he can't vote. But he said I'm not, I'm not a. In his apology, said I'm not. I think he might actually be a dual citizen, which kind of speaks towards the. um, Apparently he's not. Apparently the and no no. To me, that kind of lends itself to the the antagonizing a little bit too, where he's like, just so you know, I wouldn't actually vote for Trump. I was just like. Stirring the pot in a bar. That's like what basically what he just said yeah, with that. So you deserve it. So he probably no, just, he doesn't. Just, well, yeah, I mean, maybe he if does. You're, if, you're, if you're antagonizing people, fair enough. And you're and you're and, and you you're get getting reaction. people riled up. Yep. Like you're the cause of people getting riled up. So yeah. Like, yeah. You suffer the consequences. Well, I don't think anyone, like yeah. I don't you don't deserve he, to get punched, but like no. deal with the you're an adult. Deal with the consequences that that come mm-hmm. at you. If you're gonna say something, like deal with those consequences. Yeah. That's like he, I. That's like, like I don't know. I, I'm not. Gonna it was just that. like a tone. I up. think he was just really like something. He obviously got in some sort of situation. He was really emotional about it. Tweeted, 
And then probably right after he tweeted, he's like, I definitely shouldn't have tweeted no. this. <laughs> like, Usually, I, if like yeah. if it's questionable, don't tweet it. Especially yeah. for that's on that the rule of thumb. Um, just with some of the stuff that's been happening too. Evander Kane's been very outspoken about the. He was. Was he? Logan Couture was, he? was like they, like he more. was like huge like backing up Evander Kane. Well, like, there he, you go. Like he was like one of the like most outspoken NHL players mm-hmm. on the the Black Lives Matter stuff. So that's why it was like even kind of more weird mm-hmm. that he's like going on like rants. Like it doesn't like obviously again if he you shouldn't be punched in the face if he, if he was literally just sitting there being like I'm going to vote Republican and someone punched him in the face that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But I think there's weird. a lot of ridiculousness going around right now. Yeah. Especially with how we talked about earlier, how divisive the politics in the states are right now. That, again, like, that was it's insane. That yeah. was like on Queen Street too, mm-hmm. which is. Uh, how, do you know, like was do you know like where? What no, that was, was just that? a guess. <laughs> just okay. Yeah, that no, was a weird thing. Um, so NFL, uh, we can quickly talk about this. Me and you talked about this a little bit, but not fair. The fans, the fa- like some teams are. Gonna have fans apparently. Yeah. Jerry Jones is saying they're gonna go half capacity, which is forty thousand people. And a closed air stadium too. Like you're, yeah, you're, you're not, you're like, first of all, you're being selfish from a personal reason because like that's all about just making yourself money. Second of all, you're being selfish and dangerous to the teams that have to come play you mm-hmm. because you're now putting every other team that has you on the schedule, you're putting them at more risk than they were willing or their state or their home. Uh, organization was willing to put themselves at. Now you're almost forcing them. Well, I would to say be... even the teams that you're going to go like, if I and the communities too, like, like the yeah. players, you're probably not going to like the fans are going to get close enough to the players. But like if a, someone working at the stadium gets it, mm-hmm. a stadium worker, and then at Cowboys practice they talk to someone on the team, they get it, and then you go play whoever the next week. Like, yeah, that's how it spreads. It yeah. almost <laughs> it like. The NFL should almost step in here and say, like, we're not having fans. Well, the it, NFL is the NFL. Obviously, <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen. But they're not, happen. though. They're, no, they're, I know. But the, the, besides the spreading aspect of it, like, is it fair that, like, if you are play in New York and Cuomo says, we're not, no team. Which they are, having, he already has. Right. He said, for, it's official. The Bills, they're the only New York team. So the Bills, they are. I know. <laughs> <laughs> the state of New they York. Are. So, to um, be fair, though, I think New Jersey is the, is the same rules. Yeah, but. For the first two weeks of the season, at least, right now, it's official. No fans in, in uh, I guess, Bills Stadium is what they're calling it and now. There's a bunch of teams that have that yeah. going. Like, I think the Packers the, are in the same boat. Bengals did the same thing. Um, yeah. Where, like, they don't even have – like, but the Bills don't even have a choice. Like, no, they're no. literally – But, so like, we, our in-division rivals, Miami, have been approved for 13,000 fans right. in their stadium. So that's, that's, a dis, that's a huge disadvantage, even though I – like I definitely expect Bills Mafia to take over that stadium. Like I, I, you're gonna, you're I, gonna go down. I know it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, you'd only allow third, but season ticket holders are gonna get first dibs. Yeah. So but then it's they only might, thirteen thousand. Yeah, but then they might sell some. And you never. Yeah. Know. I, I think we'll find a way. The Bills um, Mafia will find a way into that stadium. Regardless, though, it is unfair, and I think. Like, with Jerry Jones doing this, it's like, yeah, look, Jerry Jones has Roger Goodell by the balls. And it's like, yeah, but he's, he's also been grabbed by he's, – he's also controlled by all the other owners. And if every single owner that is not allowed to have fans, get, like, group together and come at Goodell saying, like, listen, I know you care about revenues. I know you care about every individual team. But there's a collective here that are not able to take advantage of that. Yeah. And like they, just, the, the owners need to get together and force Goodell's hand. Unless because because it's 
that's the only way it's going to get done. Or unless they're just looking at it like, like revenue sharing. Or, or something? yeah, or they're just hoping that maybe their their state will open up at some point and they're going to be able to take advantage of that. But it will. It will like like so say like like make it make it a rule that if like there's even one team. That can't, can't have fans that week. Have fans that week, then nobody has fans. Yeah, I, it'll be. Like, a, I agree that should be a rule, but yeah, the owners aren't going to want to do yeah, that. Hundred percent. Well, I mean, the owners that the owners that have strict governors and strict states right. will want to do that. Yeah. Which again, like New York State is. I there's not that it's many. It's not of them. New York State will not open up the entire season. I know it. Yeah. I know it in my heart. <laughs> I in my head. In my heart, I'm like, I want it. I no, want, but I think I think it's like, fair. Like, I don't think anything is going to be done about this. I just wanted to know if you thought it was like do you think it's unfair that some teams have crowds and some don't definitely like especially if it's not just a crowd yeah, like forty thousand people is like football is that's, a hu- that's double uh football is a fan really sport right? too like it yeah. like home field advantage matters a lot in football well, it does yeah like, like the home the, team wins like 60 yeah. something percent of the time yeah. so like the NFL. i think that's the biggest like discrepancy between like home and away games of, of all four major sports this is gonna be something that's gonna just be a off problem the top of my head i, I don't have is. the stats in front of me but like that yeah like this is going to be a problem for all sports too at some point because yeah. there's no set date for when everything's going to open up yeah. and it's going to open up. I mean, yeah, I mean, like, like all Florida, over. The NFL home team wins sixty percent of the time. Yeah, Florida's opening up. I mean, like they're going to have such an advantage. All those Florida Panthers fans. Yeah, you know, like they're going to have a huge advantage over yeah. the Leafs. <laughs> like all, just those droves of Panthers. No, that's fans like that a disadvantage, gonna... disadvantage for the Leafs that the fans can't go in in uh, Florida. Oh yeah, 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 have, yeah, yeah. We'll just take it over the Snowbirds. Yeah, um, yeah, so I think I don't know. They're gonna. They're obviously gonna go forward with it. Like the NFL is gonna. They have never seen a dollar that they don't no. want in their yeah. pockets. But uh, you want to get into a little soccer? Yeah, we got a, couple, a resident soccer yeah, fan. Soccer expert. We got a couple little tidbits here. Uh, Lionel Messi was probably, I would say, the most. I'm actually interested in this. Maybe the most he, recognizable soccer player in the world, if not, he's two. There's rumors that he's yeah. thinking about coming to the MLS. Kind of. Right? So the rumor is. He apparently he has so he's requested a transfer from Barcelona. He wants to go to which he spent. He's been there since he was I think thirteen. He's you been want, playing in their youth system. So he's to go to the EPL. He's uh, apparently I don't, this is again all, this is all just rumors and soccer rumors are like on they're unlike rumors in any other sport because it's the biggest sport in the world and there's so many media outlets covering it that the rumors just there's uh, I everywhere. just find there's rumors coming from all over the place that are like yeah unsubstantiated but. Mm-hmm. The well, rumor the, is the, the, this seems pretty legit. No, the rumor part. that he wants to leave is like that's, su- that's substantiated. Yeah, yeah right? that's where he's gonna go. Yeah. One of the rumors, though, is that he has requested to go to Manchester City, and he's kind of pegged that as his preferred destination. So, another report that came out was Manchester City was mulling like a long-term offer to him that would see him play three years in England and then move to MLS after those three years and play for their their uh, they own New York City over there, New York City FC. So. The, the the plan would be he would play three years in England and then move over to New York, which huh. would be huge for the MLS. Yeah, huge. he'd be he'd be thirty six by that point, I think. Doesn't but, matter. Yeah, though. it's like Beckham. It doesn't matter. You can yeah. be forty. It's just and like, he's way better than Beckham ever was. Right. Like, but it's just having like the it's just the celeb status mm-hmm. of it makes it. Um, that seems to be like the MLS's game plan is just like once these. Legends they, get over the hill. We'll the just seniors bring them tour. In. So like, they've gotten away. I wouldn't from like. That. I bet you like Ronaldo ends up at the MLS. At yeah, some point. yeah. Well, like they've gotten Ibra's away. Here, Ibra's here. He's like, gone back. He's he, he went yeah. back. He's, but he was. Yeah. He was yeah. here. He, they've Thierry uh, Henry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, they've gotten away from that though in the in like recent times where they've just they've taken more like mid level guys in their prime yeah. as opposed to the stars that are done. But that's still the stars that are done is still not a bad move for them. No, it's not. Like no, it's no, gonna no, no. But increase fan interest. Yeah. Even if you have an over that, the hill Lionel Messi, that has helped them get to where they are now, where they can get guys like Michael Bradley came over. I think he was twenty seven years old in like the prime of his career playing. Yeah. In Syria, but in he's Italy. not. Like, he's American, obviously. And but he, he was. Star level is not even close to these other. No, he was a star level, but he was a good player yeah, on a team in, in yeah. the top league in Italy, right? And then he came came here in, in his prime. So there's been a lot of things like that where guys have started, and they, yeah, they, the league is just a bit different than it was when it was the retirement circuit. But they still obviously are open to that, and Messi would be the most significant player to ever play in the league too. Do you think this is getting into like a way bigger topic? But I don't like I don't follow soccer that much. Like you follow it more than me. Do you think it's like out of the question that like, we see a day where like the MLS is on par with the leagues, the the European leagues? Out of question. I think it's. Well, it depends. Like I'm talking like, even like 40, 50 years down the oh, line. I mean, it depends like, on like what you, like. Uh, like it'll be on par. It's not going to be on par with like the Bundesliga or like. But it'll be on par, par with like the Dutch league. Yeah, it like, could probably get to that level. Like, and, like, the, the Dutch French, league the is French like French league is like they have like Paris Paris Saint Germain. Yeah, they're they don't really have good. anything else. Yeah, Lyon and like yeah, yeah they're, they're like. I don't think it'll get to that level, but it could be like a second tier league. I think like yeah, like the Dutch yeah. league is more of a development league, but because guys get well, like Ajax is usually good. Aren't yeah, they? but they're like all their guys are like twenty two, for right. the most part. So they just get good and then they, they leave. They yeah. go to like the Bundesliga, yeah, the EPL. So uh, yeah, like I don't think that's out of the question, but and it's it, like it's grown leaps and bounds. Even like from when I started paying attention, like yeah, when Beckham was there, like it's it's just gone so much more competitive. I think they're up to like twenty six teams too in the league. Which That's is pretty good. crazy to think about. One well, of the yeah. games I've only been to one, but like TFC games are like they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing too is Ronaldo's apparently requested a transfer too, so we could see the two biggest soccer players maybe ever leave in the same year. He's or, already done with. Yeah, the, I, I, like, I, he's I, already, I don't remember. He's if he, been there for like a year, a year. one year. Yeah. yeah, I don't think if he requested a transfer or if um, he's on Juventus. Right? Yeah, or if Juve just wants to get out from that contract now. Yeah. So there's rumors that he could be on the move too, and that would like just to see the two biggest soccer players maybe ever get transferred in the same year would be pretty It'd be cool if they both went to the EPL yeah or both went to the same team that would be crazy yeah I don't think that would happen no. that's a, that's like a that's a soccer thing though yeah just load up this one team yeah. uh, <laughs> speaking of stack teams and the Bundesliga uh, <laughs> Canadian some CanCon uh, yeah we talked about this a bit last week Alfonso Davies and Bayern Munich won they, the, the Champions League so Davies became the first Canadian player ever to win or first Canadian international to be to win Champions League, so pretty pretty significant stuff there for Canadian soccer. Yeah, he's only 19 years old. Yep, huge. Yeah, huge. I'm actually ex- I wasn't really thinking about it, but now after we had that discussion last week, I actually am excited about the uh, like World Cup. Like, well, the 2022 we'll see, but then 2026 when we're gonna have both those guys should be in their primes. Yeah, and along with be- some of the other guys that are coming yeah. to. Yeah, like there's. Like I'd like, I love watching the World Cup, and I've never even thought about it from like a perspective of actually having a team to root for, like a home country yeah. to root for. We've never had it, you no, know, because it's never even been yeah. like in the realm of possibility. Well, they yeah. made it in like the eighties, yeah. and like, I'm always like, goal. I'm yeah. always like, yeah, like I'm always on England and and Sweden, my my like your, your my heritage. cultural heritage, yeah. yeah. So like, uh, it'd be nice to have a little bit of uh, patriotism and cheer for Canada. So Alfonso, get it done, buddy. <laughs> um, hypothetical. Yeah, so the hypothetical, uh, we talked about it early, kind of earlier, but uh, if you could uh, switch up any playoff format um, to whatever format you thought would be better, 
Uh, what would it be and why? I guess. Do you, have you want me to go first? Okay, I'm worried I'm going to step on some toes here, but I think... Whatever, we have the same, we have the same. The matter. one I would do the most would be baseball and kind of do what they've done now with the... You just expand it? Yeah, towards yeah. the eight teams in each conference because it's just like it's just so much better when teams are in it longer. Mm-hmm. I know baseball peers are going to argue that it's making the playoffs in baseball is an accomplishment, but I don't like that attitude where it's like, may, like winning should be the accomplishment. Just getting there is not like... So you know you, what I mean? You it would just, just seems... go like one through eight in both. Yeah, one through eight, both leagues. Um, yeah, and then just do like the classic, obviously, best of seven, four series, sixteen wins. One through the... eight, yeah, one through eight. Yep. Okay. See, I so I I agree with expanding it. The only thing I would I would maybe no, I would look at maybe more of an NFL form because the only problem is baseball, like uh, the NHL. Is quite it's pretty random. Mm-hmm. Like any team can beat any team. It may like maybe a little bit less. I think it's probably on par. Like I think there's a lot of upsets, and it's a hundred. If you're doing a 162 game season, you need there's got to be a significant yeah. reward. So I would do maybe do still do two by teams and then do like best of five. So do six get in? Yeah, like do the NFL. That's to do that. I think so that would I think that would make the division winners and three wild cards. The, uh, the baseball purists, and you'd still be able to expand the playoffs because mm-hmm. I think it's too random for, if you're going to do a 162 game season, it's too random to have the, the potential of a one seed getting knocked out by an eight seed. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like a team that like, isn't even 500 and they like the Dodgers win 120. But like if the Jays lose. are going, like, I think if the playoffs started today, the Jays would be playing, I think it's Oakland. Well, this is a crazy year. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I'm okay with it this year. Like this year's already insane. Okay. Um, you want me to go next? It's a, I can go. Okay. You can go. So I would do uh, – I'm going to go NBA, and I'm just going to just just scrap the conferences. Hmm. Just one through 16. Cool. Um, I don't mind that. I think it even – And then you could get into a you larger be, Would discussion. you be going 15, 16 play-in games? Yeah, uh, sure. I like the play-in. I think you yeah. could have a couple play-in games. Yeah. Maybe even, like, think about your possible rule where it's like if the team went on, like, some sort yeah. of streak. Um. I think in this day and age, with the the way teams can get around the travel, I mean, COVID aside, you don't even. I think you could straight up like you don't even need to have divisions. Yeah. Like just every team plays every team equally, um, one through sixteen. That'll get because they're always the NBA. There's always a conference. It's it's usually the West. There's always a conference that's better, and you have teams that win like forty five games and they don't make the playoffs, and then you have like the Detroit Pistons who won like thirty two and they're a six seed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I like just the straight up one through sixteen. You have the best sixteen teams. One plays sixteen. You just do a bracket, like March Madness style bracket mm-hmm. from that point on. Um, the only issue with that is uh, the CBA. Like if you're adding miles to like traveling, right? Like yeah. you have to like get that approved by the players, and yeah, maybe you have to play less games. But I think the players would be on board with just the best teams. I know I do it, but like, but like. If you're opening it up, no conferences, no divisions, and everybody plays each other equally, there will be more travel. That's true. So you, you're going to have to get that approved by the players, and maybe the compromise is instead of 82 games, there's 76. Yeah. No, yeah, that's – Like, that would, that's, that would, would – I think, like, because they want to lessen their workload, not add to it. Like, let's see you – I'll read you the matchups, the first-round matchups that it would have been if they did that this okay. year. Um, so it would have been the Milwaukee Bucks one seed against the 16 seed Memphis Grizzlies. So you would have John Morant in there okay, going cool. up against Giannis. Cool. 
Uh, Toronto Raptors would have been the two seed. Would have been going up against Damian Lillard and the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> that that would have been exciting. We would have been getting uh, primetime pro- games probably yeah. instead of the afternoon slot. Uh, number three seed, Los Angeles Lakers, LeBron James would have been going up against the Brooklyn Nets, so that would have been a drubbing. If Katie and Kyrie came back, that would have been mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, number four seed would have been the Clippers. They would have been playing the Dallas Mavericks. You would have the same matchup, which has been a good matchup. Yeah, great matchup. Uh, what are we at? Five, Boston Celtics would have been going up against the Philadelphia 76ers, another repeat matchup that okay. already happened. Six seed would have been the Denver Nuggets. They would have been playing the Miami Heat. So that's pretty interesting. Six and 11. Yeah. Uh, seven, Indiana Pacers would have been the seven seed. They would have been playing the Utah Jazz. So that would have been another interesting series. Jazz probably would have won. And then you would have the Thunder Rockets, eight, nine. That would have been another repeat series. And then you just do a bracket from there. Mm-hmm. That I don't get, mind that at all. Yeah. I mean, they, the Orlando Magic, they get screwed out of that. They I, don't make the playoffs. I think if we did this last year when the Raps won the title, I think the Raptors would have played Golden State in the second round, though. Which, obviously, that's a homer take. But Yeah. But, I just but, dropped my phone. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I thought we were, like, losing yeah. the news. Day. I was yeah. getting, no, I was getting a call from an important uh, source, and I, I couldn't interrupt you guys, so I put it down <laughs> Woj was on my leg. You? Yeah, I put it on He's my like, leg. I got a bomb. Yeah. yeah. I put it. I, I got a Woj you bomb. You to know it first. Yeah. I have, I, for anybody that saw it, too, like, Woj is in my phone under mom. Yeah. yeah, because uh, you don't want people to know the bombs. Exactly, either. exactly. Yeah, it's almost like a like a, a side piece being underneath Pizza Hut. Can I throw? <laughs> yeah. Can I throw an honorable mention out there? This is like a sure. a pie in the sky theory. I think I thought about this before. I know Pierce would hate this. I think there should be like a thirty-two team single elimination tournament for the Memorial Cup. Just do like I like. The math, you'd have to make the math work. But. Oh, dude, I would love that. Yeah, like that would be, they would hate, everyone would oh, hate Oh, yeah, they'd hate it. I yeah. would love it. Like, even like single elimination hockey, people yeah. would lose. Like, their I minds. would, because I don't, I don't really care about the Memorial But, like, Cup. just think I would watch I love like, the Memorial For like a two weeks, just yeah. you have 32. How many teams are there? Each, so each so league has like 20. So there's 18 in the Quebec, Brandon, 22 I in the WHL, and 20 in the lot. OHL. 22 in the dub? There's 60 teams total. 60 teams total. And would you have? Would you do a committee like almost like an NCAA? You could do this. You could do, or would you have? Would you have like a? Do you think there's a way you could find? You could do the OHL playoffs still, and then that's how you determine the ten teams. What if you just, then? Then again, you're making kids that aren't getting paid or are getting paid very little play way more hockey potentially. You think it is way more hockey? Yeah, if you're yeah, I, I, uh, no, because they do the OHL playoffs anyways, and then go to the Memorial Cup. No, but that's Cup. what. It, but the Memorial Cup would be way less games than than a 32, a potential you think 30. It, it'd probably work out to be the same because they play series in the How in many the rounds Cup, would 32 right? be? One, two, three, four, five. I guess five. Like a lot of, a lot of teams would just be the same. Half the teams would be playing one game. Yeah, never mind. Would you? I mean, you, yeah, I guess you could do, you do that. There's a way to find four other teams and like just do yeah, a 64. Take four like, I don't know, like take like college teams maybe. Or just expand. Obviously that's unfair. Or like junior A teams. You could expand, yeah. But I, I don't I, know that. Thirty-two. I, I like know, thirty-two. I don't know if junior hockey is going to have the yeah. money to yeah. expand, in the f- especially the way they are now. Yeah. Anyways, um, I love that idea, but I'm going to branch off. I'm going to go with hockey, NHL. I know their idea with the wild card uh, and like the divisions and all that. They're trying to build rivalries, but I think hockey rivalries happen organically, anyways. I don't think you can force it. The Boston-Toronto rivalry was already there. We didn't need four more series for it to be there. It was already there. And I think it adds a little bit of, like, it, it 
it adds to like making it one through eight again. That's what that's what my yeah, yeah. like in each conference one through eight. Get rid of the wild cards. It usually works out anyways that those are the eight teams. It's just differently seeded. Well, like pretty yeah. much every year, like the eight teams, the eight best teams in each conference make it anyways. But then it's just always seeded towards like divisional, and you never get different matchups. Well, and the problem the is first, if you if the three yeah. best teams in the conference are in the same division, they they get screwed over in the playoffs. Exactly. And but I'm gonna add to that as well. Something that I hate is the phantom point. Like the yeah the overtime loss. Yes. Yeah, I agree. So I think the best way to I do that is that you too. make you make wins worth three points, and then yeah. an overtime win you have the potential to get two points. I say, but a regulation win should be worth more than an overtime yeah. win. But you in still, my opinion, you still give out a point for an overtime yes. loss there. Yeah, so scenario? you go. Yeah, yeah okay. you go three. There's always three points. Available. There's always three points available. Yeah, I agree with that. at all times. So you're not getting those random points where Boston or like or one of those teams has like 20 overtime and losses, but they. So wait, a win is just three. Win would be a regulation wins three, oh. an overtime win is See, two, I, and an overtime loss is one. I think, I think of the you're always giving out. Scrap the shootout, and you go four on four. But you're always someone scores. But that, that's not. I'm I'm talking points. Like, yeah, but then you just give them two points. They won, and you just take away. That I know, extra but point. then, but that, but oh, so no points for no shootouts. No points for a shoot for and an overtime loss. If you lose the game, you don't get a point. That's another way to look at yeah. it. Yeah, but. I think, I think I they're, think I like, they're trying to yeah. reward. They're trying to reward getting two overtime. Plus, like when you with I the don't one like point, that, though. but it's but like it, a it, mindset. It is sure, but, I, but it all but it also gets scrapped anyways if three points are always on the table regardless. And like so, if you think about no, because you you could be like, well, there's still gonna be teams like let's just get to overtime. We get a point. Yeah, you get a point, but, but you but you're also but you're not getting you're not but you're not but you're getting two less points than instead of uh, yeah. one less point than you could have. Also Especially if you're got. playing so a, like if you're playing, just, like it works both ways. And if you're playing a team that you're like in a race with. The, the swing is huge from either only yeah. gaining a point on them yeah. to gaining three points on them. I still like that if yeah. you lose like the game, you get nothing. Yeah, that's either way sure. works, I guess. Like I, they're similar. But I'm, I'm, I'm more towards like what Brandon was describing. I like the three. International that, that, hockey uh, does that. International yeah. hockey does the three points for a win. That decreases parity, though. The the extra point is like the reason why it's always bunched up in the NHL. Like well, yeah, the for the stand, but I, for I'm the d- standings. I, I like yeah, I'm fine yeah. with that though. But yeah, I I have no I, I I just I don't like seeing a team with like fifteen playoff losses and it like and yeah. it like gets them into the playoffs. They've tried to or like overtime yeah. losses. They've so. tried to differentiate a little bit on that where they've like taken out shootout wins yeah. and I just think, from the tiebreakers. Yeah. But it's I just like, think the three point system would work a lot better and it's honestly it's more fair. And they don't want to do it too because of the records, but like who cares? Like because the points records. Yeah, like, but, like just there's eras in hockey. Everybody knows the then, eras and they they take it accordingly. And like, then like wins are a more meaningful record too. I think. Do you think, right? think that like uh, four on four they score? quick enough that you don't need three to on three it. you mean or three on three yeah. sorry that's what it, yeah yeah i would agree with that but the problem again is like we were talking about with the ohl is going to be the cba they're not going to want to like because you have the potential for a game to go on for like four overtimes do, which i don't think that would happen three on three i don't think you do. i don't think but it would no, either, the, you, you do have the potential like, it's just yeah, not likely yeah like, it's almost impossible yeah like anyways that's what that's I, uh, the argument the yeah, pa yeah. would make that's my whole take i want to go back to one through eight i want to get some different playoff matchups going i don't want one division that's dominant to get screwed as usual it, which happens like not like this year it was like or like two years ago it was like the central division like had like the top four or the metro yeah the metro had like taught like four of the top six teams in the east and, uh, and I was, was like, on, and the, then they got screwed because like Pittsburgh, Washington had to had to play in the second round no matter what. When they made that change, I was like for it because I thought that it would mm-hmm. 
I was like big on like they would increase rivalries, but I think I agree rivalries with you. Like they're gonna happen anyways. Yeah. Like they're gonna yeah. happen. Yeah. If you just like, yeah, they'll happen regardless. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be like a force. You don't. Thing. Yeah. Don't force. Like it should be organic. Yeah. A rivalry. Another yeah. thing I like too. I, I would get rid of the bracket that they have, and I would just reseed every round, which they used to do. Because mm-hmm. for I don't, I don't know the, the bracket, like for whatever, and the NBA does it too. It drives me nuts. They for like doing reason. the they like doing the online exactly, bracket challenges. Exactly why they do it. You think NBA should reseed? I I don't know. I kind of like the bracket. Yeah, I think I would rather them reseed just because yeah. it, it's more fair and it's like I don't know. Yeah. Like you could have the six seed playing the eighth seed, like it's, that would never happen. Just the, bra- but, the way the bracket works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and yeah, like the so second seed playing, or the I guess the they're the only the sport that doesn't seed playing like the four seed. They're the only sport that doesn't reseed like out of the big four. The NHL doesn't now, right? They used to, yeah. yeah. Well, they reseed, yeah. I guess they no, don't. they don't. It's a bracket, yeah. yeah. But they only have four teams, yeah. In, like that one, thing. yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's our hypothetical of the week. Um, again, uh, if you're looking for sports news and some players are on strike, come to name on the front with Brandon, Aaron, and Mike.